Lies! You sit on a throne of lies! DJs, welcome to Talking Trek. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We're here to have a good time with you tonight. And not the same kind of good time that you read about on the bathroom stall at the rest stop on 77. It's not the same one. All right, this is a real, legitimate, family-friendly good time. Where's Ripper? Is, is Ripper still awake? I mean, it might be slightly less than family-friendly if Ripper's still awake. We'll find out. Hey, good evening, everybody. Let's see who is here to uh, hang out with us tonight. Let's let's put July behind us. Let's just wrap it up. All right, we're going to do it. Wham, bam. Here's your grade. Moving on. Find out what we got. And who in the community is here to lay down their judgment here today? Let's do a talking track server sound off. Stratalorian is on server nine. What's up? Good evening to you. Gherkin on European 184. Woo! You know, I thought something looked a little bit off. I think Oliver must have bumped a button or something in here. This is awful loud. I'm a little over mod. Let me fix this. I gotta fix it. All right, there we go. That might be better. Hey, what's up? Uh, Tagar, server 40. Thank you, Captain Oblivious on server 29. Jerry Ryan, 146. Smug Mohawk, server 16. Grumpy Old Data Chief on 27. Iron Chef on 14. Raging Ginger, server 31. Eddie on server 14. Andar on 163. Bad Boy, server 13. McNasty on server 32. Arian on 30. Captain Taylor on 15. Archangel Cito on 15. Oh, Captain Taylor's on 27. Sorry. Dyslexic. Louis P, server 20. Uh, Tabby Moza also on 20. Patron St. Nick on server 10. Sub Commander on 30. 30 mother humping two, he says. <laughs> oh, shout out server 32. You guys were great hosts, man. I had a good time. Dr. Juby on server 60. Al Bill on 38. Yusuke on 44. Ravager on 44. Devil in the Belfry on 14. Uh, let's see. What we got? Error 404 on server 11. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Jayberg on 32. Twab on 22. Yusuke on 54. <laughs> Rackstar on server eight. Okay, Bubba. Uh, Darth Narzul has a question. Darth, Darth Narzul has a question in the chat. He says, yo, what's the Talking Trek intro song? I want to add it to my Spotify playlist. Okay, so let me tell you a story. This story is three years old. Once upon a time in a studio far, far away in a time long before two years ago, because it was like three years ago, uh, (laughs) a little kitty cat and a little wolf named after a snake decided to start a podcast. When they decided to start this podcast, they started searching the, uh, the, the internet for appropriate theme songs, legal or illegal or otherwise, 
to try to find something that would capture the energy we wanted to deliver on the show, Bubba Joe. Um, we came across this little ditty, all right, and and truthfully, it was perfect. Okay, I mean, really, our show, our show uh, intro music is perfect. All right, it completely captures this show. We've never, I've never felt like a stranger to that theme song, Bubba Joe. Right, like it's been there every single show for three years. I've never not felt like this was the right one. Still trying to beatbox it properly. No idea who it is or where it's from per se. What we did, I, I don't know that it actually has a title. Okay. What we did is when we found it, I was trying to do the right thing. And I was shopping on a website, you know, of creators and artists. And we did this. No, is that it, Oblivious? That's the guy. So. I'm looking in this library, Bubba Joe, of music writers, composers, all right, because I wanted to do it the right way, and I came across this guy. His name is Bobby Cole, all right, and Bobby Cole, I sent him an email, and because I'd listened to a bunch of his stuff, and a bunch of his stuff was really good, so I, I sent him an email, and we were talking. Sent, sent him an email, and you laid down the law, and you said, I'm taking this. Not at all, is how that happened. That's, I told him what I wanted to do, and I told him that I wanted something that wasn't mainstream, something that was me, and something that I would be able to do. He said, no problem. I got you, man. He's like, first of all, my music is free. He said, but I appreciate you reaching out, and if you want like an actual license, like if you want to like co-own this track, He's like, I'll, I'll give it, you know, I'll sell it to you. I'm like, okay, great. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to be expensive. So how much, Mr. Bobby Cole, how much uh, is it going to cost for me to own your track? He sends me an email back and offers me a certificate of ownership, which I still have, and charged me a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Now, I this is my song. I can use it forever. All right. I never knew the title of it just because I worked with the with the artist. It was a hundred bucks, and I felt same thing. Oblivious. He says best hundred dollars ever spent. I felt the same way because it was like I knew I could always use it, and it was it was for me. Like it it that is the personality. I feel like that song is the personality we want to use. And then you know we had a couple of other things like you guys may recognize this one. Where is this one? This one. This is also one of his. This is the song that we used to play when we do, when we uh, you know when we do games and stuff on the show, Bubba Joe. This one is his also. He sold it. He gave me a, a two for deal. He sold that one to me for like an extra forty or fifty bucks. I was like, man, you're great. He was like, I appreciate you doing this the right way. Now that's not a lesson necessarily in in you know proper music acquisition. The funny piece of this story is <laughs> got to be careful how I how I tell you the worst part of this. Um, it wasn't long ago Did your check that a friend of mine sends me a message right here on this very discord and says, yo, man, I heard your theme song on a different piece of content. Well, first thing I'm thinking is, mm, are you sure? Cause I'm pretty sure he sold it to me. Like I know that he still has it out there. It's still available. Like, other people could probably go and buy it, but, I mean, I've got broadcast rights. No, man, I don't think that's what this is. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Yeah, you know, just why don't you check out this link? Now, FYI, I don't have the link anymore because I happened to click the link while I was at work. And what popped up was so shocking 
and so awful and so terrible that I guarantee that Bobby Cole doesn't know it's on there. Bubba Joe, it's on a video that may or may not be on various adult entertainment sites. And you need to go report yourself at work <laughs> for your misbehavior. <laughs> this uh, theme song right here is apparently uh, the background to one select adult entertainment video in long form. Now, naturally, I, I had to investigate and make sure that there wasn't any, you know, other things that were wrong with this. All right. Uh, obviously. obviously. Further investigation was required. Investigation was required. Uh, that being said, I, I, so I send Bobby Cole this message. I'm like, hey, man, you remember me? I bought a song off of you. Um, yeah, I found, I found our song in a porn. He was like, say what? So anyway, we talk back and forth. I share him the link. He does his appropriate research. He gets back to me in about four minutes and says, you know what? We got a problem here. <laughs> so me, uh, <laughs> so I think he was taking care of it. I don't know if that video is still up or not, but he was like, yeah, I don't want my stuff, you know, that way. And it's not supposed to be that way. Like nobody ever called me to pay for it. Obviously they're making money on it. And so, yeah, listen, if uh, now that you guys know the title of it, if you searched hard enough, you could probably find it in other various pieces of content on the internet just saying if you really wanted it bad enough all right fine uh, so hang no, on i'm not hang gonna on, DJ. i'm not gonna embarrass the person who, who told me about it by the way i for the record honest to god handled the bible true talk i wasn't the one who found it okay I, it was not me it was actually one of you right here <laughs> in this discord all right i ain't gonna name names all right I'm not going to name any names, but it was one of you in this Discord who listens to this show very regularly. Wasn't <laughs> who me, sent me the message? That is a Karkin thing, hands down. <laughs> I would totally take credit, but oh, I wish it was me. So it wasn't Karkin. DJ, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to go back to the beginning of this story, and I need a ruling from my lawyer. All right, first of all, you should remember this story very well since you were the one who sent me the article, all right? Uh, okay. I'm joking, obviously, I'm joking. Uh. Uh, so, uh, so, oh, so uh, Trader, um, so DJ quoted uh, legal, illegal, and other. Can you explain the other category to me? Well, of course. Yeah. Of course she can. Legal, okay. illegal, and other. And other, okay. Uh, yes. can, can I take this one, Trader? Can I take this? Because yes, you, you can't, you can't. I'm totally uh, yes. You're you much can't than me, DJs. finger quotes in here. You can't <laughs> legally answer this one, okay? Uh, <laughs> listen, there is, there is. That's right. Mosquitoes got it. There's like twenty percent that's legal, right? Then there's like you know twenty percent that's like illegal, and then in the middle there's sixty percent gray. Okay, that's that's where I, that's where I live. I live in the gray. I don't. Right. I don't think that's quite how it works. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Trader. Just wink yeah. wink three times. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right. Uh, and welcome, everybody, to the show. It's time for your, as if we didn't already do enough of it. It's time for your stupid, <laughs> stupid news. Stupid news. Oh, no. I forgot to hit the little button. Okay, well, it's good now. Uh, yo, it is time for your news. And Bubba, ordinarily, you know, the stupid news is a big, important deal. And I have disgracefully skipped it, like the last two shows. 
Moreover, the Twitch audience has been deprived because we've been waiting for you to show up. We got a bunch of stupid news to do on the Twitch. Uh, I've been banking it all for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, here oh. we go. 33 minutes. Hang on. I was sorry, on yeah. the Twitch last night, and you kept getting distracted. I did get distracted. You kept getting distracted by shiny objects. That doesn't... I waited for the stupid news right. until I fell asleep. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's not still owed, all right? It just continues to bank up. It's like <laughs> it's like your savings account earning 0.042% of a cent of interest on uh, on a yearly basis. You guys are now up to, like, me owing you, like, 14 stupid news stories. So we're going to do them all right now. Are you ready, Bubba Joe? Here we go. Number one. A massive fist fight. Have I read this one? Was caught at Disney uh, Disney's Magic Kingdom. Did I read this one yet? I don't even know. I didn't write news today because I haven't read any for a month. So uh, this is all news. Uh, all old news. A massive fist fight was caught on camera at Disney World's Magic Kingdom over the allegations of line cutting, Bubba Joe. Apparently there was a family that decided they were going to get creative with the way that they cut line by sending one of four children to four separate lines. All right? And then going, and then the, the parents, get how messed up this is. All right? Then the parents would go and join the kids, ride the ride with that one kid. Then they would go to the next line, and those three would join the second kid. And they were all, like, you know, progressively moving through the line. This legit caused a fight. All right? Disney responded to it and said, listen, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the end of the world. We're looking on the bright side of this. Uh, after the box office failures of Lightyear and Thor, Disney's claiming they finally had a summer hit. All right? So they were pretty... Pretty proud of it. <laughs> you get it? In the end, the family was banned from Disney for life, and uh, members of the other family that actually engaged with them are facing criminal charges. It's nothing, actually, compared to the charges they faced earlier that day for an order of chicken fingers and waffle fries. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a long story. Short payoff. Researchers at the University of Texas have reportedly developed a mattress that can trick your body into falling asleep in three minutes or less, Baba Joe, making it the world's first mattress uh, from the Bill Cosby lot. <laughs> a California ice cream shop. <laughs> Is that terrible? I mean... That was bad. <laughs> yeah, so good. So a, Cal bad. <laughs> a California ice cream shop owner says he's not surprised after thieves ravaged his business and stole an ATM from inside his shop. Sadly, uh, he uh, describes his last couple of weeks as being pretty much a kind of a rocky road. News reporters hopped on the story quickly, uh, claiming that they did, in fact, have the inside scoop. <laughs> TBS is pulling full frontal with Samantha B from the network after seven long seasons. And now Guantanamo Bay interrogators are scrambling to find another legalized torture method. There are a lot of questions to answer following this cancellation, mainly what took them so long. What people are uh, people are asking there. Finally, Bubba, G yes, I'm should I give you the you want the last one? All right. Here's the last so, one on. from Florida. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can someone tell me what Full Frontal with Samantha B is? It's like another one. Of, it's a night talk show. Oh. It, it, yeah. Okay. Um, it was like, so TBS had their late night comedy lineup, like, you know, with Conan O'Brien, and then they had sure. Samantha B. Yeah, Samantha B. Oh. Didn't that, wasn't it after Conan? I think Samantha's show was, but it, it really was bad. Like, I don't. I think, listen, I'm, it's not that I'm not a fan of Samantha B. She was not funny on that show. 
But she got that show because she's done other funny stuff. Like, she's not necessarily horribly unfunny. Just, well, that, that's, that's that, typically how they appoint people to be funny on a show. I guess. They've been funny before. Yeah. So, typically. I mean, she got a show, but that show was not good. It was not a good show. You blame the writers. Bad writers. I guess. A 39-year-old man. Wait a second. What are you saying, Karkin? I write my own news. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying? People love this I know, stuff. Samantha B wasn't writing her own jokes there. That's true. That's true. Wait, do you think that's that true. I could replace her? Yo, TBS, I'm available. I am so available, you don't even know. Okay? Like, I am 3,000% available. I bet you can right? pull off the cat you know, above the I, I'll take the cat mask off. All right, seriously. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll like give you my face. Cat. I'll give you my real face. All we right. can replace you easily if you keep the cat. That's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They just always replace somebody else. Uh, a 39-year-old man was arrested on allegations of driving a motorized scooter while intoxicated and crashing into shelves uh, uh, this past month at, uh, in a Walmart in Melbourne, Florida. It actually says this past Sunday, but I'm pretty sure this story is more than a week old, so forgive me. Uh, Walmart workers described the whole ordeal as crazy and bizarre that he was crashing into the shelves, but luckily the workers weren't forced into overtime because there was actually nothing on the shelves uh, that became knocked over. One of the workers said he was absolutely stunned to see a drunk man in their store, mainly because usually their Sunday afternoons are just full of meth heads. They said. So they were, uh, they were shocked about that. There's your stupid news, everybody. Uh, thank you. Appreciate they don't it. usually come out till Monday. Yeah, no, really like, listen, the alcoholics are it's like at least Tuesday midday before they wake up. Uh, so yeah, Sunday, very odd. Uh, thank you, everybody. Yeah, I mean, for real, full frontal with Ultimate DJs, I'd do that. I would prefer something like Fully Furry with Ultimate DJs. I think that could be a lot of fun. All right, I mean, we got to change it up a little bit. I'm not, I'm not wanting her same show because everybody hated the show, so we could do something different. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Fully fully Furry. Yeah, if you're going to ride the coattails. DJs, like- DJs Furries. Uh, DJ's furries. See, I mean, there's a there's a built-in audience with that. Okay, like there's a ton of people that will come and watch that just because. Like, it doesn't even matter if I'm funny or not. Uh, that's right. Sort of furry, sort of funny. You know, you decide. <laughs> it'd be it'd be a fun fun little thing. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek. We're gonna get into Star Trek now tonight. And the show's over. Uh, yeah, and that's it, everybody. It's time for Space Jam. Okay, Thanks for I'm coming uh, in. Appreciate everybody. Uh, visit our website. Give a lot of money, and uh, you know, we'll be back next time. All right. Uh, no. <laughs> I was afraid of this actually, Bubba. I was feeling. A little goofy. There, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's not a great deal to talk about tonight, really. I mean, obviously, incursions are on. We could talk the whole episode about incursions again. As a matter of fact, it's on the top of everybody's mind. The United States played yesterday. Shout out Server 32. The European servers are playing right now. Apex get their uh, torture tomorrow. So we could talk all about incursions. And we could maybe talk a little bit about it, Bubba Joe, because there was, in fact, one... One change. I believe one core and fundamental and game... Uh, major game improving change in the eyes of Scopely HQ that that was launched. Um, so since I'm I'm leading into this with a lot of passive aggressiveness, Bubba, let me let me start with my actual uh, breakdown of, of what happened here because I want to be fair. Okay, I really do. I last night I was furious. Well, one of us should be. 
Last night I was <laughs> furious, okay? I got it out of my system last night, Bubba. And really, let me be fair. It's not, it's not out of my system because I'm still furious about it, but I did have a chance to discuss it a little bit today, and I know where it came from, and I am going to share that with you, okay? Um, and I might give you a ray of hope, all right? But this change, all right, this change was that they took the clock management piece and made it less demanding. Now, I'm going to give you the positive side of this first, Bubba Joe, and I'm going to actually, <gasps> crazy, I'm actually going to agree that it accomplished the goal. <laughs> you got to play with less screen time, didn't you, community? You did not have to spend as much time finishing the solo milestone maybe we should sub out the word finishing for just deciding not to okay now in Attempting. all uh, you know you could say that and i will uh come on the other side of that and say i did finish mine bubba joe finished all four but not without coordination not without the cooperation of server 32 all right, and, and I'm going to throw out a couple of names because they are the only reasons that I got my stuff done. All right, I'm going to shout out Stowe. Uh, I think his name was Stotastic. Uh, he was fantastic. He was kind of, you know, brute, brutefully, like, just, he had ogre strength, Bubba Joe. All right, he was a level, <laughs> he was a level 57, just spent, like, all three hours with me last night. Like, all three. Gave me a lot of hugs. Sounds... Sounds like what Yusuke did to me. A lot of hugs. Um, <laughs> got a lot of hugs last night from Stowe. Uh, but also, Mateo. Uh, Mateo was one. Firebird was another. Uh, there's probably one or two more that I'm, that I'm not remembering right off. I, I could see if I could look in my... I would look in my PMs, but they're probably missing. Uh, let me take a look here. Let's see if we got any in here. Um, let's see. Polk. Colio. Ogre. Stochastic uh, and Firebird. These guys, over the course of this 24 hours, Bubba Joe, if it wasn't for cooperation with these players, I wouldn't have gotten my points. And I know for a fact, Colio wouldn't have gotten his points. Polk wouldn't have gotten his points. Uh, and Mateo, if I'm not mistaken, also got points uh, off of me. Shiny says you only needed four guys. Well, yeah. Kinda, but it also depended on the clock and it depended on your availability. Anyway, whatever, maybe four. Uh, but listen, this event, Bubba, did two things for me this time. All right? One good and one dreadfully bad. And I believe that one was related to the other. So here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to not necessarily spin it, but I, I kind of am. I'm going to tell you why there was a piece of this that was an improvement. But then it had a direct impact, all right? So they took the six-hour events, Bubba, and they merged them into 12. So instead of having a six-hour event on attack and then switching to defense and then switching back to attack and then switching back to defense, they ran a 12-hour event for attack and defense side-by-side, side, all right, during the first 12 hours. And then it cycled again 12 hours in, and you had another defense and another attack uh, that ran side-by-side side for 12 hours, all right? You still had a total of four events. Really, truthfully, nothing about this changed. I was pleased in that they didn't change the size of the milestones, Bubba, because I actually feared that that would happen. But they didn't. They took four standalone events and then made four events double in time that were, that were combined. I approve, all right? 
And I will admit to you, community, and Ripper would shame me if he were here. Bubba, this is one of those moments that maybe I missed because you and Ripper said on the show where Echo was here, you said any intelligent player could look at some type of mechanic and tell whether or not it was going to work or not, right? You guys said that. Yep. All right. I am going to admit to you, fully furry and full frontal, that this idea was pitched to me, and I said the following words, this should help. All right? And where I was coming from was the demand on the clock. That where I was coming from was the demand on the clock that that players may not have had the number of tokens. Listen, let's not pretend, Wolfwood. Let's not pretend that players didn't have 20 tokens last time. Okay, do we remember? Players didn't even get all their tokens last time. So this was a way also for players to do this event, Bubba, with one token. You only had to transfer one time if you were in a situation where tokens were, were a problem. So that was one yep. box in my head, okay? Checked. Then there was the clock management. I said on the, on the first show after incursions that, that logging in to do this, this massive PvP event where nobody's in the system, where you had to arrange and beg and, and you know, offer bribes and you know, send nudes to get people to come, and PvP with you, or rather not PvP with you, but send a ship for you to suicide your disco on. Okay? It was now too we much. Know where all the battle passes went. It was too much to do that four times in a day. So the second box that got checked in my head, Bubba, was now you have a twelve hour window. It's gonna be less restrictive. All right, and you can control your own schedule a little bit better. Right? So mm -hmm. I gave it my two paws up. I did fail to take one thing into account. And and I will and this has already been relayed. This is relayed back. I, I endorsed this. And then after the event started, I said, you know what? And and listen, I had to have his back, Bubba. I had to have his back. I because I, I, I agreed with him. And I told him, I said, you know what? I really appreciate, first of all, and I think one thing we need to be very cognizant of, I do genuinely appreciate the fact that they tried a change based on our feedback as quickly as they did. All right? I'm going to praise that. The problem with that is it made the second problem worse, Bubba Joe. There was already nobody in the systems. There was already nobody in those systems the first time around, and maybe, perhaps, what I failed to consider, Bubba Joe, is that if you, it, it, at least if everybody is on one server for a six-hour period, there might have been a better chance that somebody that you could trade with would have been on that server. <laughs> DJ, Correct. you dumb, dumb, dumb furry little animal. What I did was take an already extremely narrow population, and I cut it in half. I cut it in half, all right? And I'm not going to say that this was not my idea, and it was, I'm not saying that it was my decision, but I, I certainly agreed with it. This is, I didn't recognize it, Bubba. And so somebody said in the chat just a minute ago, uh, is DJ's calling himself an unintelligent player? Perhaps, because I did miss this one, all right? Bubba, I'd like to invite your comments. This 
solved one problem by making another problem worse. Was it the right thing to do this time, or would it have been worse to leave it alone and and have the perception that Scopely was ignoring us? I, I don't know what the win was here for them. Like, what was the proper thing to do? I so this is hard, right? So Scopely wanted to appear um, as if they were listening and and acting. They wanted to. And this is not the first time they've done this for an event. They don't do it a lot for mechanics, but for an event, they have tried to pivot quickly. Yep, we found a flaw. Let's try and pivot for the next deployment of it. Not always, but sometimes they will. So so this is somewhat consistent with some of the things that they do. And they wanted to say, hey, we've taken the feedback. Let's see if we can fix this problem. And I think... The fundamental, one of the fundamental flaws of incursions is the brackets and, and getting enough people in the right location at the right time is always going to be difficult. That's the thing that makes hostile hunting work. There are always hostiles in the system. You blow one up, another one appears. Mm-hmm. Allow a hostile secondary system. Like, not a secondary system, sorry. Allow a secondary points value where you can grind hostiles, but those hostiles have to be ground, ground out in the area that the PvP happens. But so, so that, we already have done that. We've already done that and shown that all that people do is they go up and hunt hostiles and they leave. Like, we've had that event, and it, and it very rarely engages... Although that event PvP. usually allows a whole separate section to be outside the system like in a system that's not PvP-related to do their hostile... Well, what you're talking about is... into the same system. You know, what you're talking about yeah, is Rescue the Crew. And, and, and listen, Rescue the Crew works better than this, Bubba. <clears throat> it works better than this, uh, but it still has its own problems. And, and I still yep. come back and demonstrated on screen why target-dependent PvP scoring is a good thing. You know, uh, Trader, you saw it. I went up uh, as a level 46. What ship were we flying? Was it an Enterprise? It was Enterprises and Augers, right? That's what it was. I was a 46, and who was it that went with me? Mateo, it was you. I flew a Tier 8 Augur. At, what was it, Mateo? I don't even have the battle logs anymore. Uh, it was a Tier 8 Augur for me at level 46. Level 40, probably, what, 5.5 million power maybe, Mateo, against his Enterprise. Mateo, your ops is 50. 55 it was like nine levels i think you had on me 52 sorry all right 52 so he had six levels of of research and and all this other moreover his enterprise was max so it had a tear up on me his enterprise was over eight million in power now bubba this right here and joker was with us on camera and I said, Joker, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been trying to to get across to people about target-dependent PvP, all right? He had six levels on me, Bubba. And what have I always said? He's going to win, right? He's going to win. But I can, I can work with my team, or I could double-tap him myself or triple-tap, all right? I could have killed him in two shots. He beat me the first time. I would have beat him the second time, all right? That's what this type of, of targeting does. So Rescue the Crew needs work, Karkin. I don't mind a PvE element in this, but I think it still needs to surround PvP. And moreover, I think that it probably would. 
All right. I think it probably you still can control would. the points values. Well, even in this event, how long they're in the bait area. Even in this event, I think that it, it would still be I think it could still I think it could still be a lot uh, of PVP because there was still the galaxy wide leaderboards, Bubba. All right, you still had the kill counter, you still had the damage, but as we saw on camera, there were a couple of major problems that were still present. One, nobody was there. Even it was even worse this time. Uh, two, th there was more activity on server thirty-two uh, this time. Like, well, server fifteen got paired up with fourteen the last time, and I can name two or three players that were a major thorn in my side. They were all sixties, right? I think most of them were from Ragnarok uh, and then uh, wherever Hulk is from. He was a level 60. Uh, Server 32 feels like, and I, I didn't do a comparison, but Server 32 felt like they had a lot more players up in that upper bracket. I mean, everywhere I turned around, there was a 52 or a 54 or a 55 or a 57. I mean, I'm pretty sure I don't think, Trader, I could go back and watch the whole video I don't think I did PvP with anybody under the level of 50 last night, or maybe 49. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody yeah. was powerful who was out yesterday, which, yes. which made yeah. my experience more frustrating. Now, I represented it on the last show where players, you know, were in smaller zones, but you had the big players coming in to kill them, Right. But the problem was those big ships weren't on the smaller players' list, so they were not getting points. Even me at Ops 46 had the same issue. My ships only went up to G4 Epic, Bubba Joe, but I was being mopped up by G5 ships last night and not getting points. I flew to the PvP system four or five times. There was a 50. Four, 56 hanging out in there I would try to evade I even summoned up a Rialta to try to get mm -hmm. over to somebody else and I just couldn't I couldn't like even if I wanted to trade with somebody I could not well and, and you tried with your pylum too to engage with some of those players and you're just getting smacked around at so, that point it's just why yeah yeah I mean and you saw a trader I, I eventually went away I left yeah. for like an hour all right, mm -hmm. uh, and came back later when when we were out of time. That was a really funny segment. I don't remember what the time marker would be in that trader, but the actual time on the clock was like eleven fifty five when Mateo, Mateo, bless his soul, uh, agreed to kill my Rialtas because I was <laughs> because this is a really funny part of the video. I was I couldn't drop my shield trader. Because yeah. that because Stowe was just literally humping me like it was prom night, and and I <laughs> could not, I could not drop my shield for two seconds. All right, that was accurate. A great. <laughs> it's very accurate. accurate. I couldn't drop my shield for two seconds, so I would try to hit Mateo with a Rialta, and then my shield would drop, and then Stowe would crack me. So we get down to the point where it's like eleven fifty-five, and I have not finished my SMS. Thank God, Mateo came up here and said, "Listen, man, if you know, I'll help you. I know you're just trying to get your SMS, and I know Stowe, and he's just, you know, he's razzing on you. We're all having fun, and it was, it was fine. But I, I want to help you try to get your your SMS. So I'll attack your Rialtas. You summon them up, and and I'll I'll attack them. That turned into like a crazy awesome little segment right there, Trader, because we needed what did we calculate? Thirty kills." He needed yes. to kill 30 of my ships in the span of two minutes. Now, you guys mm -hmm. tell me, 
in the fastest form of faction hunt, have can you kill 30 ships in two minutes? Maybe it was two and a <laughs> half, Mateo. I don't know. Maybe three. I'm telling you, that was an epic display. And we, and Mateo was a machine. We're cheering for him. Yep. We're playing loud music. Like, it's a, it's a block party. It's like watching that guy try to do that keg stand. Can he go for three minutes? Mateo was a champ last night, and he got me my SMS with literally two, maybe five, seven seconds to spare. It was unbelievable. You know, I don't know because you were you were just going you knew there was a timer so you weren't even looking you're just like kill it kill it kill it <laughs> Mateo says that three minutes was the most fun part of incursion because it was just a goofy raucous street party for Mateo uh-huh. who was doing his keg stand all right uh, at another point in this video we're joking Bubba Joe we're playing alphabet games singing our ABCs and playing stupid letter trivia because. This event was simply not engaging. I went on to stream incursions, and we ended up singing the alphabet song for 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> like that's that's how engaging this run was. Did, did you sing to 12? Did we sing to what? 12. Midnight? No. What are you talking about? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, no. <laughs> 11, 12. No, see, Bubba, Bubba has trademarked that song. Like He's actually going to go with it. It was, it was just. I'm trying to collect a fee. Uh, I know. It was, it was rough, man. This event was rough. And uh, so, I again, I come back and I say I appreciate the camaraderie and I appreciate the social element uh, and the social environment that Incursions has given. I've, I'm two for two on enjoying the social element. I met some great people. Uh, Stowe. Which I mean, I don't I don't know what your reputation is on your server. I my my guess, all right, is that you are a vicious, vicious, brutal killer on your server. Okay, that's the impression that I get. But you know, I tend to get along with people like that. You know, I I mean, I, that sounds terrible, but but I don't see a bully where other people may. I listen, Stowe. I'm gonna bet you five bucks. You get called a bully on a very frequent basis. Okay? I can just tell that about the way about your gameplay. Yeah, the way that you were strategically timing your hits to my base, you probably raid players when they're online. You're probably killing and tapping uh, killing ships and tapping bases knowing that they're online, trying to get in and get that scoop and guess what? That's strategic and intelligent gameplay. You know, people say, "Why did you why did you keep hitting me? I'm online." Well, if you're not going to shield, I'm going to scoop you. Like, it's even more enjoyable for me if I can steal your resources knowing that you can stop me at any time. But you're choosing not to because you'd rather type me a message complaining. Like, in the time it took you to write that message, I just picked up $50 million. Thank you for your donation. You know? And, and so I appreciate those types of, of skills when you're playing this game, when you're raiding or whatever. And, and so, you know, I met some really cool people this time. And on 14. I love... What I'm, what I'm, you know, experiencing with the community, all right. But man, I lost, I lost my bananas last night, Bubba Joe. On yeah, Twitch, you kind of did. I, but I don't blame you. I lost my marbles last night, and I felt bad about it afterwards. Like today, after I slept on a trader, today I feel bad because the same thing that I'm yelling about is the same thing that indirectly, trader. I endorsed. It made me a hypocrite. 
And and not because I no, said this no. is a good thing and that's a bad thing, or I said do it. But <clears throat> he he talked to us and said this is what we're going to do. Do you think it'll help? And I'm thinking yes. And then I get into the game and it was literally worse. It was worse, and I lost my mind partly because there there were two big reasons. One of which I am going to blame Scopely for, and another of which. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself because I didn't recognize the doubling up of the 12 hours was going to divide the population. I'm mad that I didn't recognize that. But here's the bigger thing that I'm mad at, Scopely, and please don't lose my anger and my frustration last night. Don't lose the message here. The message was all we asked for the SMS to be was galaxy-wide. Okay? We asked for it to be galaxy-wide because that would have solved 90% of our problems, in my opinion. Now, maybe I'm missing that one too, Bubba. I don't know. I feel like we all talked about it. I feel like the server, uh, the survey that Rev did, I feel like that probably shared that message. But now I'm I'm in a bubble of self-doubt, you know? All right. So, so let's, let's talk about that for a second. So I agree that there was PVP to be had somewhere in the galaxy. Okay. How are you going to find the ships that score for you? So this, other le- than the, <laughs> other than the thing you already had to do, which was message some players and say, Hey, can we go bash ships somewhere? Well, so, and here's where, I, I want to share with you a little bit of news out of HQ, okay? Without going into a lot of detail, what they what I have asked for is apparently very, very, very difficult and very time-consuming. And I know that we've talked a little bit about this in the past, okay? where we talk about how systems have to be coded. Like, when we talk about Disco PvP, you remember how that was, like, just in the betas, Bubba Joe? You know, uh, the Disco PvP events that were just in the beta systems in territory. And and we talk about, you know, that was a little bit wider. Or maybe it was something where it was in all the systems and then it went to just the betas. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember this conversation at the time, and I'm pretty sure that we talked about it maybe on the air, was that... Each system, I think Ripper is actually the one who shared it, but you may remember that every system in which we're going to do PvP has to be individually coded with the points system. So to answer your question, Bubba, what would make it better? What would make it beautiful? What would make it perfect is all ships individually programmed for decreasing points as you hit lower in all systems, right? Oh, boy. Well, now let's do the but, math. But, but isn't, that, isn't that only because you are doing it in specific systems? Whereas if you made it galaxy-wide, no. it's problem. open because you're already, doing, you're already scoring with PvP galaxy-wide. Well, you can, moment, do it, it? you can do it with a kill counter, but if you want to separate it by ship type, that has to actually be specified in that event. All right. So how are they doing the PvP right right now then? Because it's just damage. 
There's no differential for uh, target. Okay. It's just yep, damage. Yep. It's just kill points. There's no differential. All right? If you're, you know, Joker says here's the main problem, and I disagree that it's a problem, but uh, right. here's the main problem is that you're offering different values of points to different ships. Here's yeah. the thing. Take a look yeah, at stfc.space, everybody, and you look at how many entries there are. You got entries for PvP wins. You got entries for PvP losses, and that is in that one system. Now, if we, the first thing we need to do is make it all systems. How many systems are there in this game? Anybody know? Anybody got a wild guess? Something like 500. Uh, I'm going to say more than three. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ripper has told me before, and I'm thinking it's in the f- fives. 500 and some systems. That's a lot. I would be surprised if it's that few, because isn't there like 60-something just in territory? It might be more. I might be, and it might be really old information that he gave me. I don't remember how many there are. It's been, I, I don't remember. It's a lot. And each system would have to be named in a, essentially, and I'm not using this terminology right, but each system would essentially be its own category where you have to identify all the ships. Okay. There's 1,160. Jesus Christ. All right. So you got 1,160. Now, how many ship types are there? I mean, how many just how, not types. How many ships do we want to be eligible with this with this event? How many? Well, Yusuke says all of them, but no, I'm I'm driving for a number here. How many ships? You, well, you got what twelve faction ships at G three. Seventy uh, ships in total. Seventy ships in total. Now you're not going to count the Rialtas, or maybe you are. I don't know. But let's just pretend for a second. Let's just pretend for a second that we got 1,100 systems that are going to need coded with 70 ships. And it's not just wins, is it? It's also losses. So somebody, break out your handy-dandy notebook and do 1,100 times 140. Give me that. Well, times 1160 I did. Okay. 162,400. 162,000 metric entries for scoring, Bubba Joe. I can 1,000% assure you that will never happen. All right? And, it wouldn't cause lag at all. Huh? And I'm sure it wouldn't cause lag at all. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Track of that <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's an entirely another, uh, another conversation. Right. So, so my suggestion, make it galaxy-wide – it comes at a cost. All right? It comes at a cost. Sure. And, and this probably points us back into a never-ending circle, Bubba Joe. I am chasing my beautiful long golden tail with reddish tint. All right? I'm chasing my tail for the last three years when I find out that the only way to do galaxy-wide PvP is if it's a common metric. Okay, fine. That means we're going to have cheesing, which like, we did this time, I guess. But we're going to have Leslie. We're going to have Sarko battles. We're going to have Leslie Enterprise. We're going to have all that. Or if the priority is ship-dependent PvP targeting or target-dependent scoring, Bubba, then we have to use a certain number of systems. Like, that is where the tech is. 
Right. Or, and, or give me another idea because I was very dejected. You're not going to like this idea. I, listen, I like already don't like the two options that are in front of us. I don't know. What does the community want? Do they want ship target dependent PvP, which we've already proven does help level the playing field? All right. But the community's not going to like this either. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Or this game isn't structured for pvp that's not okay that's done not a solution bubba that's that i go i'll that agree with you reality i'll agree with this it this game but it's not a solution what's the solution this event right here incursions I, what do PJ. we do because the idea that i had the idea that i gave to them the, the fix that i wanted is not possible so dj what if Scopely made an event that said, hey, we're going to give you a reward for refining, not purchasing, not stealing, for refining 500 uncommon of a material? And you have a day to do it. Okay. Could you do it? Is the game built for you to do that? No. Okay. Oh, I see. This game is not... You just drug me into that one, Trader. Daggone it. <laughs> you can have PvP events, but they are going to be imbalanced. That's the only way this game is going to be able to deploy PvP. Pick your poison. This is part of the problem. This is the way the game has been structured. And if they want there to be galaxy-wide, everyone's engaged, two servers fighting each other, pvp then there's going to be a poison pill along the way because the game is not structured to have balanced pvp late to the party says that's exactly why it should be ship types uh and not ops level systems for independent ships uh each with their own system to pvp if you can't find a pylum to battle with another pylum then you pull out and go to an enterprise system or go to a barrel system that actually is an interesting thought. I don't know the tech behind that. I don't. Can somebody walk this through in my head? Have we ever had an event where one system only allowed one ship? I believe we have, right? I think well, we I, I think we have had that. We've had Disco. Yeah, we've had Stella. Disco we, actually multiple systems. We've That's had true. the Fisha event, right? Then we have the the Fisha versus Fisha. So so, man. I just wonder. Fisha, no, Fisha was one or two. It was not all systems. No. Well, here's what it I'm going to tell you. It was a specific system. And I don't want to spend. Yeah. I don't want to spend any more or much more. Rather, I don't want to cut anybody off. But I do. We have other stuff to do. But I am going to give you yeah. one small respite, Bubba Joe. I promised a ray of hope. All right. That ray of hope is that they are not done here. They are charging me with trying to come up with other ideas, which is the only reason I share with you tonight what I know, what I need your help with. And actually, I really like Late to the Party's idea, and I would very much appreciate if you will pop that in, into my PM because I'd really like to to like really focus on that in some peace and quiet and really think about it because maybe maybe that is something. And what I will tell you is, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm teetering on an edge here, Bubba Joe. So forgive me, but I am gonna tell you something. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't, but I will tell you. Incursion changes will 
be made before it runs again. And further, I will tell you that as of this moment, incursions do not have a scheduled date. All right? They are committed. They've committed to me that this has a great deal of their attention and they want to try to get it better. All right? Even when I talked to him last night, or actually, sorry, earlier this morning about my experience last night, Bubba, and I said, you know what? I know, and I appreciate you making the quick change because I know that you're trying to make it better, uh, but in the process of we made a different problem worse. They said, so, you know, we're, we're feeling the same thing. We're seeing the same thing, but we, you know, there's a, we had a choice. We had to run it again. And this is why I asked you earlier, Bubba. We, we had already promised to run it a second time. We had to run it a second time. Even, you know, stuff they were doing with the building and Una and all that stuff kind of had two runs built in. Like, that was the whole plan. So they were going to run it twice, Bubba. We could either leave it alone or we could try to make a mild change to, to try to make it better. And maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. But now we have fulfilled our obligation and the next so, time it runs, we will be able to then have spent the time to make more significant changes. So would you like a different solution that there are going to be people that aren't going to like either? But this is a little closer to what you're looking for. All right. Let's let's try. Remove rating. You know, I don't know that people are going to be unhappy with that solution, Bubba Joe. And, to be perfectly honest and with you. And put everyone in systems by ops your objective is to mine and defend or hit hostiles and defend or send have there be 350 plus systems 340 plus system maybe it's five put systems out there that are you are defending and attacking these systems on this server and then you switch over to the other server do something like that because you are then focusing all of the players efforts into areas and it can't be one system because we know what will happen then Probably can't be two, might even need to be more than three, might need to be four or five, but it's limiting the systems, focusing both servers' people into specific areas to try and gain points either by mining or hostile hitting or just doing PvP damage and focusing that energy into a specific space. But you can't do it if there's a rating mechanic because people would rather rate. So, interesting, I'm seeing a ridiculous amount, a lot more than I would have expected of of pushback against that that idea bubba joe in the chat i uh and and if i'm specifying and maybe bubba joe let me ask a follow-up question are you talking about not removing rating but you're talking about rebalancing the points right nope oh because if there is a no hang on if there is (laughs) no if there is a rating mechanic we talked about this before if there is a rating mechanic to pvp the players are going to be drawn to that either because they are being asked to come help break a base or because they want the resources, okay? So, and I'm not saying every run has to be like this, but if you want to do a run that focuses on PvP, it can't have rating. If you want to have one that has rating, it can't have a PvP see, element. See, I respectfully, I think that you're a little bit out of your element with this suggestion because 100% of raids are contested during these incursions, okay? Uh, I, you know, there was... But they're not scoring points. So how are you going... No, DJ, if you leave the rating in, how are you scoring points in the PvP events if you leave rating in? Well, you're you're PvPing at the raid, dude. 
you're not scoring points in the PvP event. And yes, you're you getting are. damage points. You're getting damage points. And you're getting kills. You're not you're not solving the SMS. Well, no, you're not solving the SMS, which is why the SMS needs to be really, really examined here. I and and so this I've got two ideas. So, Let me give you my two ideas because I, I listen, I'm not here to knock anybody's idea. I think there's a problem with that idea, but there might be people out there that like that idea. The chat doesn't seem to really 100% go with that because, because Bubba, and I know this is not the case for you, and it's probably not the case for Trader, and it might not be even the case for, for Ripper, but for 90% of players who did play in incursions, the biggest reward was the rating. It was the resources. Mm-hmm. It was the dilithium and the tritanium. That is why they did it, because they got billions of resources while the event was offering them $25 million and an Una shard. Okay? Now, in fairness, in fairness, if I had my choice, all right, in what to do about this SMS as it relates to the whole of incursions, my suggestion, if we can't get the SMS to legitimately work properly, drop it. Leave it out. Offer a new solo milestone. As, and, and this is where I give Bubba Joe some credit. Offer a new solo milestone at half of the normal expectancy of the milestone. So take a look at Hostile Hunt, Bubba. Let's hack it down by 60 to 70%. Let's go with a 30% hostile hunt. All right. Eliminate the solo milestone for this for the PvP and all that. And just make the solo milestone, as you suggest, an objective-based while you still have the galaxy kill counter. You still have the galaxy damage event. And take this pvp in one system and dump it this way you can actually give players a couple of different wins here one raiders no still get to ra- hang on no hang on show up you're not even listening to me bubba joe so stop for a second and let me finish i say eliminate the single system okay normal good old-fashioned generic hostile hunt 30 percent milestone 300% rewards, get people out grinding reds to provide targets to other players. Don't touch rating because people love it. That was the lifeblood of this incursion. All right, Leave the damage leaderboards if you want. Leave the kill counter leaderboards. And now you've got a solo milestone because, let's face it, you must have a solo milestone. They cannot avoid it, folks. We've always fought for the free-to-play to have obtainable milestones. Guess what? That was not what happened here. Okay, It was not an obtainable hostile hunt. Now, you're right, Ibeglin. We did have a hostile hunt, Okay, but no one was paying attention to it. No one was doing it. All right, because A, people were hunting them, or B, it was too difficult, or C, it required them to be out too long, okay? And we've all talked about the rewards. High risk, high reward. Jack up the rewards for the solo milestone, but make the solo... Hell, it doesn't have to be hostiles. Do what Bubba Joe says. Do mining. Holy crap. Can you imagine an armada event? And I don't mean exchange. Nothing that costs money. How about an exchange... So uh, Armada exchange solo milestone. You're contained to space, Bubba Joe. 
offer triple the rewards for half the milestones because it's going to be much harder and it doesn't have to be armadas it could be mining it could be but but bubba's right you do need to try to contain it a little bit all right it can't be super galaxy wide not for the sms because people are complaining how am i going to find people all i'm saying they're they're there and and i am shooting from the hip I want some of Bubba Joe's ideas to be incorporated here because he represents a population of this game. But I also totally want to protect the integrity of this event for the players who did absolutely flipping love it. Not because of the event structure, but they loved it for the rating. If they can't open up PvP everywhere, and I totally believe that this is a technical challenge they cannot overcome. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even if they did, they'd have to continually modify it as more ships come out. Yes. Which would be, it'd be a thousand new lines of code every time a new yep. ship came out. Infin- two thousand lines of code. Infinitely impossible to keep up with. Right. I mean, you so, know. It, completely improbable. Okay, fine. I completely accept and buy that. And that's a limitation. So we'll, we won't even consider that. If they can't do that, then you can't divide the attention. Well, you I, keep the I, I agree. Fine, you have to get people out of somewhere else. If you want to, if you want to keep the rating, then make the systems where you want people to go to base systems. Focus everyone into those systems. Well, if you want to keep the rating, make pick systems where people will put bases and give them points for being in those systems and defending those bases. Now, that's some engineering they don't currently have, but do you have to focus the energy because if you continue to split people into we want you to defend the system or we want you to kill hostiles here or we want you to kill Amartus here and there's this rating event going on, the players will migrate to the rating event. Well, is that a bad thing? All right. It means the other event is dumb. The other well, event is not I, going to have I, the engagement. I agree with you. <clears throat> I, we actually agree on that. There has to be something that is going to draw players to complete that SMS while still maybe potentially trying to do their rating. Or maybe we do like Truck and Chick said two weeks ago and just cycle out some of these events. All right. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. All I can tell you here at this point, and we're going to wrap up with this, is that Scopely is looking for iterations. They've got some ideas. They came to me for some ideas. And I got to be honest with you. I don't, I, I, I don't, I really thought the galaxy-wide ship-dependent PvP could have been the answer. It's just not feasible. It is the answer, but it's not feasible. So we got to move on to something else. And I already don't like kill counters and I because you just trade realities with somebody. I already don't – or hump a dead base, right? I don't like damage because you just cheese that and you can you could do 100 legitimate PvP kills and one guy with a Leslie Enterprise is going to outscore you in seven seconds. I mean, there's just no good answers. And it does boil down, Bubba Joe, to what you said earlier. PvP is fundamentally broken in this game. It is no good – and and what I feel like we're doing right now is trying to to take, you know, a white dog turd and trying to turn it into something palatable for, as far as an event goes. And it just, there's no good options. PvP is just broken. All right? Now, I love PvP. I, I get killed frequently. I love the interaction, I think, probably more than the mechanics of it. I die five times to one. 
but I still love that level of interaction. Until we can truly develop some kind of technology that is going to allow them to flip a switch and do target-dependent PvP in any system that we want or all systems or half the systems or whatever, until that happens, we don't get my number one wish list item. You know, because the only way that this works, ship-dependent, ship-targeted PvP is in specific systems. And if you do that, then you eliminate, you have to eliminate all the other events of incursions, and you can't do that because that's what players are actually freaking liking it. I mean, they're liking it. Look at so, the chat, I, Bubba. There's, there's I, literally I hundreds of messages right now where raiding was the only reason this event was rewarding to them in any way, shape, or form. Which is why it has a limited life. Which is one of the reasons why it has a limited life. I may be starting to agree with you already. How many of you Which guys experienced that you know, rating was more difficult this time than it was the first time? Because I found it to be more difficult. I did. All right. So we've got a lot so more like, to talk me, about here. I don't know, DJ, let me ask you a question. What happened on your server after the first incursions? I'll what? tell you what happened on mine. What do you mean? On my server, after the first incursions, which we lost, you know what happened? People started hunting. Like, like there was always people looking for open bases to steal, right? That was always a thing. You guys were trying but to cannibalize started, yourself for weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. To prevent people from being raided for the next incursion. Yeah. Smart servers are going to do that. And yeah. you know what's going to happen the next time? There's not anyone to be raided. The smart players will be shielded. The dumb players will be empty. <laughs> rude what 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 if i got raided <laughs> you the smart players will be shown <laughs> 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 i did Aaron's like you did get raided djs what the hell are you talking about uh yeah so all right listen uh i want to i want to wrap on this topic because we've got like five other topics to get to i knew this was going to be the bulk of it uh and i wanted to share with you that little bit of a tidbit scopely is hearing us all right um, I'm not trying to, to take wind out of their sails and I'm not trying to upset anybody and I'm not trying to, to uh, imply to anybody else that this event is going to be gone for nine months while they make changes. No, this is a, they, they are treating this as a top priority. This reminds me, Bubba, of the arc in which we got flash events. You remember? It was offline for like six yep. or seven days, but it was all they did. It was the entire arc. It was the entire month. They're Everything they had planned for that month revolved around flash events, all right? And they had to pull it. They're not going to let it go indefinitely. And I can assure you they spent far more money on incursions, developing incursions, than they did on flash events. So, so this is going you- to come back. They are working on it actively. And and <clears throat> I want to try to give them a laundry list of solutions to choose from that may not be as bad or as frustrating as what we have now. Could you imagine if this officer that's going to be sourced through incursions only was good? How upset people might be? Well, no, listen, don't be upset because I'm saying that they don't have another scheduled date. That's not uncommon. No, 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 no. Okay, so let's say it's only a month. Let's say it comes back in September or, you know, it comes back late in August or something, right? So it's just not, it's not next week or the week after. Like, I don't know, like, they may not know more than a week or two out. Fine. I, I don't know what they've given you or whatever. My point is, is could you imagine if this officer was Pike? 
or if this officer was the officer we thought Una was going to be, like any delay in these events would be absolutely just like people would be screaming from the rafters because this is the only sourcing for it. Luckily, they picked an officer that's no good. So at least <laughs> you we can go say and that correct. you and Trader and- don't agree on many things, but you agree on that one. Listen, there's a few <laughs> people here in the chat that are still with me on the worth of Una. And I might, I might, folks, brag on the fact that I have one spare shard and got Una unlocked. I, I chased it pretty hard uh, because that officer has value to me. I've got her. All right. And by the way, it's not ability based. All right. I'm not claiming that it is. It's not ability based. It is simply synergy. All right. It's synergy to give me La'on for other things. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right. Now, I want to take a break. When we come back, we've got more to do. Obviously, we got grades to issue. There's other stuff to talk about, uh, including maybe we might be able to drop in a little bit of a hint for what's coming uh, during the month of August. Um, and I will take just a couple of minutes. I might even open the stage for a moment or two to let players talk about their experience with the bold defense, Bubba Joe. That video was launched less than an hour before the United States incursion. People have been begging uh, for that video since we twitched, uh, since we live streamed on Twitch from uh, Server 14 during the first run of incursions when I just happened to run into a Server 14 player by the name of Patrick Liggs. That base crew has been all the buzz ever since that video went out, Bubba Joe, and tons of players. I'm not even kidding you, Bubba Joe. I probably have 50 PMs with screenshots of players showing me their jaw-dropping victories with the bold defense. We're going to let you guys talk about it and offer an idea or two because, believe it or not, straight from Patrick's mouth, straight from 867's mouth, there is... A little bit of room in this recipe to tweak the flavor of your sauce. All right, that was that was a metaphor that eight six seven used. I'm I'm trying to make it sound DJ. very enticing, but let me listen. If you want more garlic, you could do that. If you like more crushed red pepper, you could do that too. There's a few tweaks you can make to this crew, and we might talk about a couple of those. Yeah, Bubba. So just one final thing on incursions. Yeah, I think it is responsible which is probably the nicest thing I'm going to say about Scopely tonight, for them to be taking this event seriously and trying to find the middle ground that works within their game and makes the players happy. I don't want to see it go away forever. I do want to see it improve. I want to see it continue to be something I want to engage in without a rating element, although as you pointed out last night, I did score points in, although it hurt my soul to do so. Um, I am happy that Scopely is taking this seriously and not just going to continue to throw it out one or two or however many times a month and say, yeah, it's fine. They're not treating it like territory. They're taking it seriously. They're going to try and find the middle ground and deploy something that hopefully is better for the entire community and maybe not just the people who like raiding. Well, they're working on it actively as we speak. And uh, hopefully next time we see it, we'll see something that that we like better all right uh but we will find out together my name is ultimate djs we're going to take our first break when we come back more to come more conversation and more funsies right here on the show uh this is star trek fleet command's official podcast we'll be back in a sec hang on
This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys. Whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys, or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out. Your absolute toy professionals at facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. Hang on. PvPTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvPTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PvPTarget.com today. That's PvPTarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Pap Boys, your one-stop gynecological service center. Toys R Us is back in the game. Don't miss some of our brand new items, including They Them Barbie. Complete with own bathroom. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. Legos Let's Build a Wall collection. We need to build a wall. And on your way out, head over to our extensive board game aisle with a ton of new options, including the popular... What did Grandpa say? If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Is he saying that he loves his doggy? (laughs) Plus, my very first toy refrigerator, stacked with overpriced food that you can't afford. Come on down to the new Toys R Us, where your problems are our kids' playground. Picking up on that feline beat Cause everything else is obsolete A square with a horn Makes you wish you weren't born Every time he plays 
But with a square in the act, you can set music back to the game and days of the jumbozen. I've heard some corny birds who tried to sing. Still, a cat's the only cat who knows how to swing. Who wants to dick along her dick stuff like that? When everybody wants to be a cat. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born. Every time he plays, oh, a rinky tinky tinky with a square in the act, you can set music back to the caveman days. Oh, a rinky tinky tinky. Yes, everybody wants to be a cat. Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. When playing jazz, you always has a welcome back. Everybody digs a swinging cat. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's time for your solo. Hit it. Mm. Everybody, everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. Ah, everybody. Everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody wants to be a cat. I love it very much. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the show. Thank you. We're, we're all about the, the Disney Funhouse here tonight, Bubba Joe. It's from the uh, the Aristocats, which, again, it wasn't this like, that's like a 1960s some cartoon. All right. Oliver DJs loves it. Loves it, Bubba Joe. He loves it very much. Uh, what is, you yeah, you, you got to show him Robin Hood. You know, we might get to that. We might get to that. Uh we tried. Uh, we did try to watch Bambi. He didn't feel that. That might have been a little too slow. Uh, he loves the Toy Stories. Loves all the Toy Stories. So uh, yeah, no. Listen, we just we've got you know we've got the Disney Plus thing, and we just kind of started going through it and and tinkering around a little bit and finding some stuff. And I'm like, yo, you want to check this out? And uh, you know, yeah, the Great Mouse Detective would be another good one. One that we did watch. He wasn't super feeling Ratatouille. We tried Ratatouille, you know, that one didn't gain, oh, keep his attention. Time, yeah, only the first one, he not didn't... the other t- 40. Wait, what? Land Before Time, but only oh, the first one, not the other 40. Yeah, no, I love the Land Before <laughs> Time. Uh, we haven't watched that one. You know, there is a, I think this is a Disney movie. Is The Good Dinosaur uh, a Disney movie? So The Good Dinosaur, I think, I watched that movie, and I feel like it's probably like, you know, like a, uh, what do they call it? A requel? Is that what they call it? like where they they it's like a remake or a reboot of Land Before Time? It was a little bit different, but it was like really really similar to Land Before Time. He loves the good dinosaur. We did that one. Uh, that was really good. Uh, and then I'm going to share this with you a little bit, Bubba Joe. So Oliver and I've been spending a little bit more time watching a little bit more television than typical. You might say, why is this? All right. Why is this? I'll tell you why this is, Bubba Joe, because he is spending a little less time on his iPad because I'm spending a little bit of less time uh, watching my own stuff on TV. So let's let's go down the list. All right. Uh, everybody, Strange New Worlds is over. Right. Am I missing something? Is there is there something happening where I can catch new episodes of Strange New Worlds? Didn't think so. Strange New Worlds is wrapped up. It's done. All right. Uh, let, what what about what about like Prodigy? I mean, where's that show been? Like, we got eight or ten episodes, Bubba. It feels like it's been gone for five years. All right? Where's that? Don't have any new Prodigy going on. What about Lower Decks? I think it's starting soon, but it ain't out yet, right? When is Lower Decks starting? Because, good God. 25th. 
of this month. Yes. Oh my God! I still got that. See, that's enough time to watch, like binge watch, like three more seasons of something else. I, I just, I you got nothing. I have nothing. Okay, Karkin. I've had nothing to watch, Bubba <laughs> Joe. I've had nothing to watch. Okay, I've got no Star Trek in my life at all. So I uh, direct you back to our show announcements. My newest sci-fi guilty pleasure. Bubba Joe, I've been spending a lot of time in my Disney Plus bundle, right? Uh, and then I just happened to see an ad because I've got the Disney bundle, which I don't even know why I have it because, like, I do watch ESPN. We never watch Hulu. Like, I don't watch Hulu. I don't watch anything on Hulu. My wife watches The Handsmaid's Tale on Hulu. That is all we do on Hulu. Nope, can't play Star Trek Fleet Command Cruzito. A, it can't keep my attention. B, I refuse to go above two hours and 15 minutes a day. All right, I've got a reputation to uphold. All right, so uh, that's what my phone says is that my two hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to maintain that because everyone thinks that I'm a loser for not spending seven hours in the game. Huh? No, uh, we admire your self control. Yeah, I've got to my. Hold on, I wonder. I haven't checked it in a week. You know what? I'm gonna check it. You guys check yours. Let's do your your health updates. Let's do your addiction updates, everybody. Uh, hop into your friendly uh, mobile device, uh, and I'm going to come down to my screen time. I'm going to come over here and check see all activity. Let's see if I'm better or worse this week. You know what? First, let me report Bubba Joe just as an overall. My screen, team, uh, screen time is down 17% from last week. And if I open up, oh, ho, 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 ho. Oh, Bubba Joe. Now, listen, I'm going to share this in the graphics room. Could potentially, maybe, possibly, this be an indication of my interest in the game over the last week. Here is my new... I shared this. What date did I share it? 729. So it's not quite been... Today is what? Day 6? Since 729? 30, 31, 1, 2, 3. So day 5. We're in day 5. Here is my new 7-day average. Here is my new seven-day average for Star Trek Fleet Command on my mobile device. Trader, I'm down to one hour and 27 minutes. Wow. Seven-day average. One hour, 27 minutes is what I'm down to. And we had incursions, which admittedly I played more for. So I'm kind of feeling like my daily time here, Bubba Joe, probably ain't all that strong. Now, it doesn't account for my PC time, okay? I do probably do a little bit of PC time, but not certainly not hours worth, okay? Uh, my point is... We're not counting that. PC time doesn't count. <laughs> well, I don't know how to track it either. If I knew how to track it, I'd totally share that with you. But, but moreover, my point is simply this. I've been bored. I'm bored out of my mind with the game. I'm bored out of my mind with the events. I've got no Star Trek to watch, okay? I got, mm-hmm. I, I got nothing to do. So, so I, I want to hear, what, what did you pick up? I I'm, saw an ad for, for the Orville on Hulu. Now, I am, I am a Seth MacFarlane fan, all right? But I never watched the Orville because I thought that it would be I, I mean, it is kind of a parody, but I thought that it was just going to be real. I thought it was going to be what Seth MacFarlane does, an insulting parody of something I really, truly love. It like, started I lo- out as like a parody, kind of, like very strong parody in the first co- like season and a half, and then uh-huh. they realized they had a show, and they're like, well, let's just do this. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, you know, I always had the impression that this was going to be the family guy of Star Trek, and I wasn't interested in that, you know? Um, but I finally decided in the absence of anything else, in the absence of all sci-fi, 
I decided I would try it out. I am now on this, by the way, Bubba Joe, is in like the last three to four days. I'm already on like episode five of season two. I have binged the hell out of this show. And I'm really, really liking it. But here's my next problem. It's not going to last me. It's not going to last me till the 25th of August because I've only got like another seven or eight episodes of season two and they've only got season three, which was a four-year delay. All right, season one's 2017, season two's 2018, and right now season three is live releasing on Hulu uh, one week at a time, and I think their season finale is like coming up in the next, what, this week? There's two episodes left for season three. So a four-year break for season three, well, that's not going to hold me over till the end of August. All right, I'm dying here, but I have, by the way, I've really, really enjoyed the Orville. If you guys haven't watched that, it's probably, I mean, you might like it. It is snarky. But, I mean, it's kind of, it, gosh, it's almost like the live-action version of Lower Decks. Does anybody disagree with that? It's kind of sure. really Lower Decky, I think. It's, it's, maybe, you guys, I don't know. It, it's a great show. And, and like Karkin was saying, it, it, it kind of started off with, you know, fart jokes and stuff. But um, it's grown into a full-fledged drama. Yeah. Okay, so I'm glad you say that because, you know, listen, I've admitted, I've admitted when I've felt I've been in my feels about stuff, I, I, I'm not going to, uh, nah, never mind. I don't want to do a spoiler. Let me just tell you, like, I choked myself up a little bit emotional about an episode I just watched. Like, I was legit, like, holding back a tear because it was kind of just really that damn sad. You know, like, it's, they, what are the, the term that they, I think, have appointed themselves is like a dramedy. Is that is that the right. right word? They've got some drama. Yeah. They've got some real good character development, but like it's also snarky and kind of fun. So anyway, uh, there's a, a sci-fi recommendation. If you haven't watched the Orville, uh, I I think it's a, oh oh I know which episode because uh, it took, it escaped me for a second. Uh, so for those of you who have watched it, the one where Alara got sick and had to go home and had that really weird encounter oh, with yeah. her father, like she had she had yeah. that you know thing with her father. <clears throat> That buddy, me up too. that was a really, really intense scene. Like that was true Star Trek. Like Seth MacFarlane captured Star Trek in in that episode. And and you know what? I don't even want to discredit him by saying that he captured Star Trek. He's creating something amazing. It's not Star Trek, but it's it's respectful of it, kind of in that vein. That was a very emotionally powerful episode. Uh, so if you haven't watched the Orville, go check it out. It's uh, on Hulu now. All the seasons, all right? Uh, homage, is that what it is, uh, Blue Mandalorian? Did did Seth MacFarlane do that because he loved Star Trek, or did he do it because he oh, thought absolutely. Star Trek was lame? Also, he loves it. No, he, no, he yeah. The, the, the Orville came about as a spec, uh, spec script for him to try and do Star Trek. Um, Seth wanted to do his own Star Trek series, at the time when there wasn't any Star Trek on TV, this came out before Discovery was even a thing. Um, he wanted to do his own version. He was such a fan, and he had actually uh, guest starred on an episode of Enterprise. If anybody didn't, didn't know, um, so he was he was a part of that, and he he got into it so much, and he's a big fan of William Shatner as well. Uh, so much that he's done a few uh, impressions of, um, kind of like uh, Kevin Pollak does, but. Um, He's he was such a fan that he wrote this spec script 
And he's like, well, this is, you know, this is something I, I want to be able to do. And when he wasn't able to do it with Paramount because of licensing and also they, they kind of wanted to go in a different direction and ended up going through to Discovery. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to do that. I want to do this, but I want to do so I'll do it on my own. And he came up and, and everything that was kind of Star Trek-y, he changed it just enough so that it was his own thing. And they, we ended up with the Orville, which was fantastic. It was a great, a great uh, product that came out of that. Well, I mean, Seth MacFarlane is a genius. Like, there's no way he's not. He He's a genius. He's a comedic genius. Uh, and obviously, he's a, an extremely good business guy. All right. So my hat's oh, yeah. off to him. But this show has taken me so by surprise. And I know we're, it's Star Trek, and we're not, we're not supposed to be doing you know, other stuff. Sorry, Paramount. But, you know, I mean, listen, you're not the only network in town, huh? Okay? Sometimes I lay in other beds. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> just saying. This show has really taken me by surprise. And if you're I'm looking, a sci-fi whore myself. If you're looking for a little <laughs> bit of uh, – if you're looking for a little bit of a sci-fi fix and, and, you know, you're missing a little bit of Star Trek content in your life right now, I would love for you to check out the Orville. Uh, I've – it's all new to me. I know it's been out since 2017. It's all new to me, and I've really, really enjoyed it. And you know how much of a story guy I am, Bubba Joe. So, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, not to get too far off the beaten path, I did go see Lord, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. And I don't know why you guys. I don't know why there's some people out here kind of banging on it. I thought it was pretty fantastic myself. I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was banging. I mean, I've really, you know, some people were saying it wasn't as good as Ragnarok, but all the comparisons have been to Ragnarok. Ragnarok was amazing. It it is great, and I feel like this one's right up there with it. I mean, I don't know that it's better than Ragnarok, but it it very well could be. Like it's right there with it, Bubba Joe. I really enjoyed this. I thought Natalie Portman was just brilliant. I mean, just brilliant. I th- I am not a Christian Bale fan. I thought he was brilliant. You know, this was a Christian Bale was fantastic. Yes, he was just brilliant. He's He's easily top three villains in the MCU. Putt says this was the worst of all the Thors, maybe the worst MCU film. See, I didn't feel that, man. What? I didn't feel it. I, I heard people I heard people say that same comment, Bubba Joe, and, and I went into the theater, all right, and I'm thinking, okay, people are saying that this is not a great one. I mean, God, I loved it. I mean, I'm, I was one of those guys. I was cheering in the theater. You know, and I was cheering in the theater at some parts and I'm crying my eyes out in others. Like it brought that out in me. I thought it was I thought it was great. Natalie Portman was great. I mean, she was forward to this movie just to see Natalie Natalie Portman uh, return to the series. I, I mean, I was very excited about that. I was very excited about that. I was very excited about, uh, you know, just because I do like Thor and I do like that comedy. I think. You know, that might be where some people were losing it, Bubba Joe, because this was very one-liner, kind of quirky comedy. But that's kind of, you know, the way that they revitalized the Thor franchise. Listen, you know, the the one with the second one, the the one with the ether, that was probably not, yeah, Dark World, that was probably not a really good one. Ragnarok was great because it was full of snark. Because it had one-liners, I thought it was really funny, and and fans connected with it. It will be the Revengers. Captain Oblivious (laughs) is telling me to hurry up. All right, sorry. Listen, this, guys, you see my screen time. There ain't crap to talk about, but fine. All right, here we go. Um, (laughs) Let's let's move on, Bubba Joe. Um, You know what? Okay, I'll tell you. Here's what we'll do. 
Here's what we'll do, Bubba Joe. While we're just not talking about the game, while we're talking about our loves and our passions and, uh, and what we love about our nerd, our, our nerdism, the Marvel Universe, the Star Trek Universe, the McFarland Universe. Uh, notice I don't talk about the Kelvin Universe, but even that too, okay? <laughs> Listen, because, because I did. I watched, uh, I watched uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, con. What was that? Star Trek Dark, uh, was it Dark? Into Marvel? Darkness. Into Darkness. I watched that this week. I'm literally starving for sci-fi, people. But I watched the I watched Star Trek two actually I, I liked it I, I did that was probably my favorite of the three to be honest with you but uh, I digress let's talk for a minute about someone else that we love and I meant I put this in a show teaser I don't know about you guys Bubba you know Michelle Nichols passed away this past week and and I know that that you know we have lost. We have lost entertainers in the past. We've lost Betty White, you know, was another one that was really important to me. Um, you know, kind of influences or, or, or I don't know, role models. You know, Betty White has always been a comedic role model for me. Like, my entire career, you know, my kind of comedy, I feel like, has always been kind of a Betty White style of comedy. You know, kind of the self-deprecating, kind of the goofy, snarky uh, not even snarky, but like, you know, the goofy comedy, the stupid comedy, like the the points at yourself and, and like, you know, the bad jokes, but, you know, so bad they're funny that I drew a lot of inspiration from Betty White. And, and let me tell you, one of the characters that, that was never one of the big three, it wasn't Kirk, it wasn't Spock, it wasn't Bones. Those were the big three of the original series. But one of my favorite supporting cast was always Uhura. It was always Nichelle Nichols because she brought something so unique and so different to the role at the time. And, of course, nobody listening to this hasn't heard this news by now uh, that she passed away uh, this past week. And I made an announcement only moments after I found out, which I believe was probably only moments after it became public. Um, And I made an announcement here. And I'll tell you, Bubba Joe, it took me an extra two or three minutes to write that announcement because uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy. Maybe maybe somebody can tell me I'm not crazy. I'm emotional right now talking about it and writing that announcement. I was so profoundly affected by her passing that I it it I was fighting tears trying to write or trying to find the words that I wanted to say to simply uh, honor her memory. So. I did put this in the notes tonight. I did want to give you guys an opportunity, if you want it, uh, a minute or two to remember Nichelle Nichols. She was such a huge part of the Star Trek universe and and probably, you know, I mean, we've lost Star Trek family since we've been on the air, you know, Um, we, we have. But this one... This one affects me profoundly, Bubba Joe, and I, I don't know why other than I just always... She, you know, someone put in the chat, she was the heart and soul of the, of the original series. Like, she was the glue. I don't know. I mean, there were, there were some episodes, guys, she didn't even appear in. You know? I mean, she, that's a fact. But, man, I, I don't know why, Bubba Joe. I don't know why I'm profoundly affected by this news, but I was. Can you, are, are you able to kind of reflect on, on the original series for you? I know you always told me that you were kind of more of a next-gen guy. I don't know. Maybe this was... 
was just another family member lost, but I, I feel like this one was big for me. So I, I'm not the right person to ask because I, I never watched the series, the original series. I tried a couple of different times, uh, you know, a little bit around next generation time. I'd get two or three episodes in and just had to turn it off because I, I watched TOS in uh, the 80s and it was bad by every comparison and metric you could apply to it. Now, I loved the six movies. Even the first one, which is super cheesy and corny over the top, <laughs> I loved the six movies. Um, even three, you know, even five, you know, people say the evens are good, the odds are bad. I loved all of them. Uh, and I always felt that O'Hara was good, but I um, I do recognize the the groundbreaking that she did uh, on multiple levels. And there are so many actresses that point to her as as their inspiration, as the reason they felt they could get into acting. Um and I think it's it, it it would be a disservice to not recognize that she had a profound impact on everyone, not because she was Uhura, but because of who she was and how she acted and how she carried herself in the industry at a time that that was not very typical. It wasn't. Um, it so. wasn't. And And, you know, her stories are amazing. I don't know how many of you guys have watched <clears throat> some of her stories uh, some of her interviews with like inside the actors guild and, and stuff like that. She has done some really great stuff. Some of the stories that she's told about Leonard Nimoy are hilarious. And, and you know, the thing about the original cast was we know today there was a lot of conflict there. All right. There, you know, there was Nimoy and Shatner who hated each other for a long time. There's Takei and Shatner who still hate each other today. Um, you know, they're, uh, 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 Check off. I'm sorry, Walter. Uh, Cron- uh, God bless. Help me with his last name. Chronic. Chronic. Uh, hated William Walter Shatner. Koenig. Like they, they also, yeah. they all hated William Shatner. Okay. Nobody that I have ever heard of has ever had a bad thing to say about Nichelle Nichols. No one. She got along with all of them. She was adored by all of them. And the stories that she tells uh, about all the other cast. I mean, buddy, she roasts them all. She don't care. You know, like, you know, William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly. She went after all of them. She tells funny stories about all of them, George Takei included. And and she really kind of probably was really truthfully off the camera. She was the heart and soul of that cast. Uh, reading in the chat here a little bit, some of your guys' reactions. Putt says, you know, for a long time, she was the only actor that portray, uh, portrayed a future that even had people of color in it, Bubba Joe, uh, until her the future in, in any type of sci-fi or any type of futuristic show was always portrayed as a monoracial future. She lit and then continued to carry that torch. One of my favorite stories about, about her, <clears throat> and please, again, forgive me, one of my favorite stories about her, Bubba Joe, was that she was ready to quit. She was ready to quit after the first season. I am 99% sure... I have shared this story with you guys before. We've shared the interview. If you look in our graphics room, you'll probably find it. She was ready to quit after the first season, Bubba Joe, until a ridiculously fate-filled evening. Like, not a planned meeting, not a conference, not a phone call or a letter, not 
somebody requesting to speak to her. She had quit the show. Letter of resignation already on Gene Roddenberry, uh, Roddenberry's desk. And who did she run into at dinner one night? Martin Luther King Jr. Just ran into him in a restaurant. And, and they had a, a two-minute conversation that turned into a 30-minute conversation. And he convinced her to stick it out. He convinced her that what she was doing was bigger than her. He convinced her that she would be a torchbearer for decades to come. And, buddy, she carried that torch. And she did it proudly. And she did it full of class. She was an inspiration. I am profoundly affected. Go ahead. She recruited NASA astronauts. That's kind of, I assume that's what Bubba's talking about. She's done so much work outside of acting, you know, even outside of theater. You know, you know, she could sing. She could sing. Good night. Have you guys ever actually actually listened to some of her music? Some of her, uh, her original like Broadway and musical stuff. She has got some pipes, man. As a matter of fact, you guys remember she sang sang on TOS. Yep. Yep. She's insane. This woman was a song for um, the fifth movie too, the final frontier. I am profoundly affected by the loss of Michelle Nichols. And I invite you guys to, to take a minute and just reflect on how she shaped Star Trek. Because I, I got to be honest with you, Bubba Joe, I don't think Star Trek looks the same today if she quits after season one. I really don't. That's just me, though. Nichelle, I love you. I wish nothing but the best for your family. I hope to see you one day out surfing the cosmos, but until that time happens, just know that I deeply loved your work and and respected your work and want you to know that I am one Trekkie who who is really going to miss you. Uh, With that, Bubba, if anybody else has anything that they want to share, I know my panel has kind of shared a little bit tonight, and I hope you guys – it's a little bit off the beaten path tonight, Bubba. Is anybody uncomfortable? Sorry if anybody's uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) Because this is a a weird turn, but it's felt really compelled to do that. I I really struggled. Even that day, Bubba, when I got the news, it took me a few minutes to send out that announcement because I really was just trying to find the right words. I really wanted to do it right. She's very important. So, anywho. Um, All right. Thank you, Shiny. Thank you, Oblivious. I appreciate it. Uh, Dragon Keeper saying, listen, you got a hint for us? Yeah, I probably... Okay, so I have uh, information. I have not written a hint. I mean, Bubba, you know my schedule. It's been terrible. I only found out today what is coming in August. Uh, It sounds like Rev already gave you guys a hint, which was not a hint at all (laughs) it was a downright leak um but that's okay uh yeah rev rev did a video earlier 
where he stated that one of the new officers uh, was a character that has already been killed off in Strange New World Season 1. Problem with that kind of a hint is there's probably a lot of you guys who have not even been able to see it yet. So, I mean, I kind of feel like that's that's really unfair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of you guys that haven't even been able to see it yet. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's a really, that's a really crappy hint. Uh, it is a spoiler. And so that's why I don't want to get into it, Bubba Joe. I don't want to elaborate on that in any way, shape or form, I guess, although it really doesn't matter because when the art comes out, you know, I guess you're at least going to have a couple to choose from and just be like, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, okay, well, one of these rare or epic officers are going to kick the bucket in the first season. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, so that's as, about as spoiler-ish as I'm going to give you uh, regarding the insight into Rev's hint, but that was his hint, uh, was that we're going to get a card for someone who's already dead. I think it's not that big of a deal because we got Tasha Yar in the game. We got Sela in the game. We've got, you know, who else? John Harrison. And uh, there's a lot of characters in our game who are dead. So, I mean, I don't even know why that's like, you know, a big deal, but, um, wait, you know. wait, wait, wait. Sela's <laughs> well, not dead. Sela's not dead. I thought we blew her up. I thought that she got blown up. She didn't get blown up. No, she's still she's still out there. No, she's still kicking. Okay, all right, my bad. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Juby. Yeah, Sela's dead in our hearts, Bubba. That's exactly what I meant. Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. What, what wasn't uh, isn't Tomalock isn't Tomalock dead too? One of these one of the uh, uh, the oh. honor guard officers are dead. Is it no? Maybe it's Martok. One of those are dead, either Tom Locke or Martok. I don't remember which one. Galron is dead. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I said he's, the he's honor guard officer. officers. Martok yeah. has left off as being the chancellor of the Klingons. All right, so Galron. Galron's the one that's dead. Okay, that's right. And and the Lursa and her sister, they're dead. You know, so, I mean, listen, I, yeah, I, it, 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 ain't, it ain't that big of a deal that we got a dead officer in the game. We they got, got a like, movie dead. We got a lot of dead officers in the game, all right? I mean, really, for that matter, so is Data. I mean, really, if you want to get tactical about it, okay? He's yeah, gone. He, he died a few times. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he's he's died at least, like, four that I can think of. Okay, so, like... He's got, like, with seven or... No, I mean, seriously, uh, Data, Data's... Four more like, lives left. Yeah, Data's like the Loki of, <laughs> of Star Trek, okay? Like, he died that many times. You know, Loki keeps dying... Uh, Oblivious says you're spoiling everything in here tonight. No, I'm not Daniel spoiling Jackson. anything. Data has died. Like, I mean, his his last death was even a couple of years ago. I mean, you should know about it now. All right, <laughs> he's borrowed some yeah. of Spot's lives, perhaps. If so. you haven't seen Nemesis, you, you you're out of luck. <laughs> if you haven't seen Nemesis, one would argue that you're in luck. Uh, <laughs> that's a that joke. Be true too. That's a joke. That's a zinger right there. <laughs> Where's my drums? Doing? Give me my Good drums. Answer. Oh, man, come on. Where are my drum? Give it to me. Thank you. Thank you, Blue Mandalorian. <laughs> you know, really, I didn't think Nemesis was as bad as everybody said. Okay, listen, we're losing audience count, but they clearly want to talk about the game, which has nothing going on in it. So um, what else do we have here, Bubba? What's in the notes? I don't even know. The bold defense. Okay, do you want to talk grades. about this? Oh, grades. You want to do it now? How long have we been on? Is it time to go? Let's. I tell you what. Let's. Is it time to go? Didn't we just start like thirty minutes ago? Tell you what. Let's spend a couple of minutes on the bold defense, just real quick. I just want to bang this out. Okay, we'll do that. We'll take our break. We'll come back. We'll do grades. I'll give a hint, and we'll go. All right. Is that cool? 
and and we'll call it. And I was, Trader, I was even thinking about going on Twitch for a little bit tonight and playing Stray, but I don't think I can do it tonight. We might do it tomorrow. All right, I'm tired. Okay. We, we always said that two in one day was too much, and, I, and I'm, you know, yeah, and I is. worked today. Even if I had done the podcast earlier and I didn't have to work, I might have been able to play a different game tonight, but I, I can't. I can't work and play and do pot. I can't do it all. Um, <laughs> so the bold defense. I got a ton of PMs. I got a ton of PMs about this, Bubba Joe. Now, you're not one that probably has to crew to protect your base. Okay? So. I use this thing called shields. <laughs> well, that's fair. But then you might be like me. All right? You might be like me last night, dancing around with my new ballroom dancing partner, Stowe, from Server 32. All right? And I, it, we're... I PvP'd with Yusuke, and every time I attack, I put up a one-day shield. Wait, what? Back well, I was doing the PvP SMS. Every time I attack Yusuke, I put up a one-day shield. Why? I mean, no, no. Because I mean, obviously, you popped the shield. That's fine that you popped the shield. I did the four same thing, right, Stowe? Do the job. Stowe, how many? How many? I popped four hours, but how many times did we dance there yesterday, Stowe? I probably burned. God, what do you think? At least fifty shields. Just dancing with you? All right. He's like, every time. It was probably, he says dozens. I was going to say 50. That's probably about right. Four-hour shields is what I popped. Now, maybe Bubba Joe, you know, is wiping his butt with $100 bills right now. I don't know. Why would you pop a one day? (laughs) I don't have a lot of faith in Scopely that the game will not crash and be unavailable for some number of times. Okay. So I knew that a one-day shield would be fine because oh it would get God. me out of incursions. You know what? Mastic says the same thing. He's like 100% agreed. And for that very same reason, I was using 12-hour shields. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Look, Bubba, Bubba, you got people loving on you right now. Look at this. Uh, the last Besselope says 100% Bubba Joe. Great point. Uh I can't read this name. What is that? Lulax Racer says, Bubba Joe, you're my hero. All right. I mean, look at this. There's several people. Captain uh, Captain Q says, that's a great point, Bubba. Every time the game lagged, I would have a panic attack. Uh, That's crazy. That's nuts, man. So how many times did Yusuke come and tap on you? How many one-day shields did you burn? About 20. Okay, that's, that's not that bad. I mean, but that's still a lot. If you're going to shield for like six minutes or even that. I mean, Stowe, I wouldn't even shield. It wouldn't even be a whole minute. Like, here's what was happening with me and Stowe, all right? I was raiding a base, but the planet was full, so he couldn't port in. So he ported to another planet in the system, and he was just sending a ship up to, to badger me, right? So I would send out my miner to attack the base, and I did have a pretty good position. I wasn't right up on it, but I had probably, what do you think, Stowe, a two-second impulse? Like, I mean, I, w- I was in a good spot. So I would send the, the amalgam to hit the base. Well, it would get to the base in time before Stowe could probably react. So then, you know, I did my classic moves. I would try to send out a Rialta. All right. But he caught on to me super quick. So while my amalgam was hitting the base, he would come and attack my base, Bubba Joe. 
because then that means that my amalgam would be vulnerable, right? Let's picture this in our heads. My, my amalgam is attacking, so he'd wait until there's like two seconds left on that or maybe three seconds because we danced on this a little bit because what I was trying to do was send out a Rialta to tie up his ship so I could get my amalgam home. That's normal, right? Everybody knows that's what you do. All right, you tie up the big with the Rialta so that your miner can come home. All right, well, he, he got wise to me, Bubba Joe, so he would start timing it out so that before I could get my Rialta out, he would attack my base. Well, his attack cycle on my base would be over before my miner's attack phase could be over and redocked because I had two extra seconds, right? Like I would attack the base six seconds and then I had a two second impulse. So he was timing it out so that I wouldn't have enough time to get my Rialta out. Or if I waited too long, then my Rialta would die and he would still have a second to get to my amalgam. I mean, it was pure brilliance. All right. I honest, this is why I liked Stowe. We were playing chess. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a game of chess. I'm raiding this base. He was the only person there. He was the only one defending, and it was legitimate a game of chess. All right? So he would get to a point, Bubba, where he was cracking my base before I could get the Rialta out, all right? And and then he was playing even smarter because once he cracked my base once or twice, he brought his own amalgam up, all right? And and did scoop me probably what, Stowe? four or five times all right now i was scooping your your neighbor he says every time it wasn't every time (laughs) it was most times but not every time because i had to get to the point bubba where like if i knew that he was hitting me with his g5 then i'm just spamming my shield button i'm spamming my shield button because i know he is in i mean dude i couldn't give him a half a second all right his timing was so impeccable that if I wasn't on the shield button just at the exact right tenth of a second, he was going to scoop me. And he did multiple times. So it was a really brilliant... I, I, I hope that somebody goes back and watches that. And we were being goofy about it, Stowe. We were, you know, we were laughing and carrying on about it. But really, like if you're watching this, some players are going to think, Bubba Joe, that it's a waste of resources, right? A waste of shields or even a waste of reloads, right, Stowe? Because we were bouncing everywhere. We were bouncing all over the place. I was going to different systems. You were following along. I was trying to reload to different ship, uh, different base positions on planets, Bubba Joe. I mean, dude, this was a full-on chess match, and I loved it. Look at his, what he says in the chat. He was like, funsies, why else play? It was brilliant. So while you're cutting through all the rambunctious and the laughter and the screaming and cackling, like, watch the gameplay. Because, I mean, I'm not going to brag. I don't, well, maybe I will a little bit, Bubba. I was raiding that base pretty effectively. Stowe was defending it pretty effectively. We both suffered a few casualties there. All right, but there was some really good gameplay there for a few minutes. And I was doing the same thing. I even joked with him. I was popping four-hour shields that would last 30 seconds, you know? And I felt really wasteful doing that. But now I don't feel as bad. Full circle, I don't feel as bad as Bubba Joe was burning one day. Yusuke, uh, were you actually ever able to crack him? Was she able to get in on you, Bubba? 
No, no. So we oh, were don't act TV so TV offended, TV. okay? I mean, it's a legit <laughs> question. God. <laughs> we were up in the PvP system. That's where we were doing our because I wanted to do. I want. I need steel, DJ. I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. I need steel, so I wanted to do the SMS. So I had to call up somebody oh who God. I thought would show up, and Yusuki was kind enough to smack me around with uh, her G5, G5 ship, um, and uh, help me get the SMS done. So, uh, but you know, we she would attack me, and then I would attack her. Or, she would attack me a couple of times, but every time I actually attacked her and my shield dropped, uh, I would I would pop another one because I didn't ever know if that was the last time I was going to be able to be in the game for eight hours. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a second—is Yusuki a dude? Why did I think she was a chick? Yusuki, are you a chick? You're a chick, right? Bubba I- Joe, is Yusuki a chick? I always thought she was a chick. I'm- huh? Not everybody's comfortable with that. You know, regardless. Okay, don't answer that. Never, never mind. Forget it. Oh, he said he's, he's, he is in fact a dude with a large with beard. a large beard. Okay, <laughs> I mean, cool. You're always gonna be you're always gonna be my chicken. It's Steven Zaren. All right, is it? <laughs> okay, well, my bad. Sorry. I, I mean, I I don't know why I thought that. I, honest to God, that's an honest mistake. My my apologies. But anyway, so um, you never got into the base. I'm also being told. Uh, I'm also being told that Bubba, in fact, spent a total of only four minutes unshielded for the entire uh, 24 hours. Bubba, true or false? Probably true. (laughs) Might be less. All right. Might be less. Thought he was, yeah, maybe a little more. No, no, it could have been less. All right, uh, there you go. So the bold defense, let's talk about this for a second. We produced a video. I don't want to go into a bunch of detail on it. What I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to do tonight was to share a few of your tweaks on this, all right? Um, I don't know that I'm going to come back and, and do another video on this. That that first video is, is gaining some traction. Uh, but, you know, I know that there's probably infinite combinations that you guys can use uh, and, you know, six months from now, Bubba Joe, there's going to be even more combinations that you guys can use to enhance this a little bit. But I did have some players, including 867, who may, I don't know, is he actually still here? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, you were here. I don't know. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Let me see. <coughs> so 867, uh, and here's the quote, Bubba Joe, the sauce can have many variations. If you weren't using Burnham, for example, then you could move Tilly to the second ship. Wambulance sent me a message and says, you know, I kind of like the idea of using Burnham, but maybe even on a larger Explorer. He did agree that an Explorer was a good thing to have there. And I argued that I think the kind of the whole point of the bold defense was to make it, you know, so that you could fully repair the base with like seven Latinum. You know, so I think that was a piece of it. But there is some uh, some credence to using a larger explorer and putting Burnham on there because Burnham, in fact, also does a shield strip. The reason I said Burnham wasn't important for that wham in my video is because the tourist wouldn't have underdeck slots. There would be no statistics. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I said it's <coughs> it's important. Excuse me, I'm dying. All right. Um, Give up those cigarettes, TJs. Hairball. Um, (laughs) hmm. So, I'm seriously, I think I'm choking on the spit. So, God. God. 
could be dying. Listen, if I go silent for more than 60 seconds, somebody somebody send the authorities. Um, the reason that you could potentially use Burnham there, and the reason I said that I wasn't worried about her for anything other than synergy is because I have no stats. But Burn, uh, Burnham is a shield stripper. So if you're going to put her on a ship where you can get some statistics there, then she becomes very, very viable to work with Yuki to get you the shield strip. Now, one other thing, and I have a genuine question about this, is the shield strip as important with Burnham if we already proved on screen that no matter the target, you are 100% shield stripped for the entire battle if you use the bold defense? You guys saw it on Twitch. Round one was zero was straight to hull right trader because you had harrison and by using yuki with full synergy and the baby jelly and by using tilly in the captain's chair of one of those tourists by round two you also had zero percent shield the shield was gone there was not a single drop of damage in any battle log anywhere because of the combination of Harrison, Yuki, and Tilly. Now, Master Blaster comes in and says Burnham is unnecessary, and that's where I kind of agree with you, Master Blaster, at least unnecessary in the form of a shield stripper. Why is she necessary? She's necessary for the synergy to Tilly. Okay? And that's where I think that piece of that crew is kind of is kind of brilliant. Can you find other ways to make sure that you get better shield stripping without using Tilly? Of course you can. But the combination that Bold developed, Trader, doesn't matter if it was one round or ten, not a drop ever went to shields. It was all mitigation and mm -hmm. then straight to hull. That crew combination, and guys, look at Tilly and look at Yuki. These aren't shield health points, are they, Trader? It's That's shield correct. health percentage. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's shield health percentage. So it doesn't matter if it's a G3 epic or a G5 epic. It will still strip the shield. And it's an ability that begins at the, at the beginning of the fight rather than when the ship is active against that other ship. You're exactly right. It's going to happen pre-battle for that round. Harrison's buying you the first round. And somebody asked me this question. Well, how is it that you're getting no shield in the first round? Somebody had suggested moving Tilly because you already had no shield in the first round because of Harrison. Here's how this mechanic works, and this is mathematically accurate, folks. All right? Harrison is not a stripper, is he, Trader? No, he doesn't strip shields. He ignores them. Mm -hmm. he if, he's, them. if he's ignoring it, loser, I chose those words very intentionally, I assure you. Uh, Harrison is indeed not a stripper. <laughs> okay. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, prefers to be called exotic dancer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He ignores the shield health points. So, if... Trader, let's go back to the second grade. If I have six apples on my desk and I ignore one of them, how many apples are on my desk? Six. There are still six. 
Now, if there are six apples on my desk and I eat one of them, how many apples are on my desk? Five. There is the fundamental difference between Harrison and Yuki. Okay? Harrison ignores it. Harrison ignores it. All right? But it's still there. Isn't it, 867? Welcome to the stage, my genius mathematical bold friend. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. Can you believe that a month later <laughs> we're still talking about your your crew? Like, is this is this a hey. little bit mind-boggling to you? Uh, yeah. It's well, first of all, it's fantastic, man. I'm glad everybody's finding uh, use out of this. Um, Pat and I, we developed this during wartime <laughs> on our server, and we actually developed this. Uh, I think about two years. It was this was two years in the making. So. The back, the back history behind this was the reason why we used Burnham was this was the pre-Jettyfish um, discovery part. <clears throat> so using using Burnham, we had we had them all in the tourists, and that actually helped mitigate some of the shields. Um, and then as we as we were thinking about her level and researching how she would progress in the future, so as you level her up, we find that she's gonna be very valuable as you promote her and and max her out however at that time she was very hard to source so we need to look for another um method to 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 make this show stripping even, even better and uh being an admiral on bold i was coaching one of my guys <laughs> and i told him to use jelly the jellyfish to uh <clears throat> to increase his hull breach with the gorkon and then i realized that's the secret key right there so being able to bring that back to our research, we we realized that you're right. We don't really need Burnham for the show stripping, but but like you said before, and you have been um, really good at explaining this better than I can. Uh, <laughs> that she is for synergy, and which is fantastic. So <clears throat> all this is just basically um, we're just laying the whole goal again is to remove the shield and let's focus on the hall, right? And and that all kicked off with just uh, looking at Tilly and then looking at Harrison. And then finally the, uh, the jellyfish was the secret, the actual secret. Well, yeah, because the, because the jelly comes in and, and boosts the captain. And as Ripper has said on the show, absolutely. Uh, as Ripper has, has revealed Bubba, like this is no secret Ripper actually, maybe is it a secret? I know he talked about it here, but maybe we don't talk about it anymore. I don't know. Trader. Do you remember Bubba? Should we? I no? don't. Okay. Well then we, just listen. The, the jellyfish is the key. For reasons you don't you don't maybe not understand. Eight six seven, you you even uh, talked to me and was like, you know, we never really understood this math, and and so you know, it but it works, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to tell you guys to keep it. Don't worry about the math; just know that it works. Now, here's the thing: the the Harrison piece of this is ignoring the shield. This is why Tilly uh, is still necessary because some people ask me eight six seven if Tilly could go away. Well, Yuki, even with full synergy, even with the baby jelly. Uh, in your testing wasn't quite enough, right? You were still taking a little mm-hmm. bit of shield damage. You were still, I mean, it was still very, very good, but it wasn't 100%. Tilly was enough to to put you over the hump that by round two, your opponent had zero shield health points. It was at least 100% plus shield stripping by the start of round two Karkin and that's what's so key about this because you do have shield health points in round one 
but what you're giving Yuki and Tilly the capability of doing. By using Harrison to ignore it in the first round, you're actually giving Killy and Yuki double the amount of time to become effective. So if you're doing your math on Tilly and you're doing your math on Yuki and you're like, well, I don't understand you know, why this is so good, double it. Because you're giving them two chances to do all of their math. And that's the key, 867. If you take Tilly plus Yuki plus Yuki again, because Tilly's a start of battle, so she doesn't proc again, right, Karkin? Killy or Tilly procs one time, start of battle. Okay? But Yuki. 30% when all synergized up. That's all you're taking. 30%. All right. So you only got 70 more percent you got to worry about. But 867, Yuki will do 17% just from synergy. Then getting a 70% boost, <laughs> 70 hairball, 70% boost from the baby jelly. All right. Think about Pike. All right. And you're getting that 70% boost to Yuki. All right. And she is going to proc twice. So whatever that math is, 867, all it has to do is at the fa- at the basis, most fundamental level, it needs to be 35%, right? Because Tilly's doing mm-hmm. 30, right. you got 70 left, mm-hmm. and you got two rounds to come up with that 70, which means Yuki has to do at least 35% per round. She procs twice, and there's your 70 plus the 30 from Tilly. You are at 100% shield strip. Now, take a look at Desert Eagle. All right, who defended against a 60 million power north cut. Take a look at any of the screenshots that I did. Even the ones I lost, right? 867, even if you lose, you're still stripping that shield, which is why some of you said, "Well, I'm still losing." Listen, I I know I might have falsely or or you know, I was trying to build a little bit of hype as, you know, it's the unbreakable base crew. It's not unbreakable, right? 867, but you are eliminating their 80%. Bubba, you talk about this all the time. The most important thing to get rid of is mitigation and shield, right? Because hull is what kills you. Hull damage is what ends your ship's life. All right? Shields regen. Mitigation is infinite. Hull is what ends the life. Hull is what costs Tritanium to repair. It's hull. So, if you can get rid of the shield... I mean, Trader, what's the shield mitigation? If I've got shield up, how much of your damage am I just soaking up? Well, that's going to depend on a lot of factors. It does depend on a couple of factors, but let's go with standard normal game mechanics. 80%. 80%. 80%. 80%. That's the number. That is the... Thanks, Yeah, <laughs> Trader's like, bail me out, man! Listen! <laughs> I failed the, the geometry class. Uh, all right. That's right. Uh, it's 80%. All right? Meaning if Bubba Joe throws a 10 million shot at you, 8 million of it is just pissing in the wind. Okay? It's gone. Didal said, is Leslie a good counter? No, it's not. Uh, possible. On how much impact is coming in on you? Yeah, it if is. You can maintain the possible. base level of the hull repair. You could potentially extend a fight. 
Possibly. But, you know, yeah, you are doing a lot of damage to Hull, even though that's regenerating shield. You know what else could be mitigating this 867? There's a factor we haven't talked about yet, mainly because it doesn't work. But what will eventually provide probably one of the few and best counters to your unbreakable crew? What's it going to be, 867? To, oh, you mean to counter that setup that uh, uh -huh. for the base defense for uh -huh. the for the attackers? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's it's all right. So this is the key information that we I was hoping Pat would never tell you guys, but apparently you guys no 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 it don't don't it well <laughs> yeah I mean listen we want to share we want to <laughs> share everything with everybody all right but what I was driving right. at and I don't know maybe you got something. Uh, so I'll give mine first, and if you don't want to give yours, that's fine. This is your creation. If you don't want to share it, that's fine. Uh, here's what I'm referring to. Same thing that somebody was just talking about with Leslie a second ago, okay? If you, if I, 867, come in and hit your base, and I can find a way to recover my shield, perhaps, Trader, I might find a method to <laughs> recycle my shields. If I can keep my shields up, then this crew becomes not uh, voided, but certainly not as powerful. How do I get shield back? Cerritos. Thank you. Who said it? Who said it? I didn't hear you. It was me. Late to the party. The Cerritos. Now, let's talk. I was talk letting you build the tension. Let's talk about the Cerritos <laughs> for a second, guys. All right. Late to the party. Will the Cerritos work right here, right now, today? It's broken, I think. That's right, because it's not... But they said they fixed it. Well, Wait. yeah, they did say they fixed it. It's not. <laughs> Trader, it's not yeah. shield overcharge, right? Because shield overcharge is just giving me more shield health points. But then if Yuki is taking a percentage of them, it doesn't matter if I have 700 gazillion million thousand points. A percentage exactly. of them is going to be lost. Where will the Cerritos, when it's finally working... Where will the Cerritos be able to give me shields back after, maybe, by the way, maybe, after Yuki is done with her business? Because don't forget, 867, Yuki is a per-round proc. So we're going to need some pretty daggone stiff shift, uh, shield recharge in order to get around it. Let me ask you, folks. Let's pretend that shield recharge uh, research was even working today. All right? Is level one going to do it? What about level five? No. Is that going to do it? I could tell I could tell you if the game wasn't borked and I could actually see what the percentages are in the game, uh, but they messed that up, so I can't tell you. Well, we could find it out on stfc.space, but I'm that's, here to tell you. That's true. It's going to take true. probably level six to level seven somewhere in there, right? Eight, six, seven. Have we, I don't know if you guys have looked at this, Pete. It's going to be pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Because you got the baby jelly doing some weird voodoo black pike style magic plus synergy. All right. I mean, eh. and that's per round, a per round strip. Listen, you already know that it's taking out at least 35% per round. You're going to need to get, I mean, that's a lot of defensive stat points. Shield recycling increases shield health by a percentage of officer defense stat points each round of combat while supported by Cerritos. Well, let's think about this percentage-wise, 867. If I've got a ship that has, I don't know, what's a good number? Four million shield health points? 
and let's say I got tier three shield recycling, which is 140% of defensive points. You guys can reverse engineer that math. How many, if 35% is what we know Yuki's getting, 35% of 4 million, I'm going to need a lot of stats. <laughs> That's 1.4 million shield health points that she's taking away every single round. If I'm dividing that by 2.4, which is your actual math, oh, you know what? Never mind. I stand corrected, 867. That's not possible. I would need 580,000 defense stat points, Bubba Joe. Tell me, is your G5 research up to that level yet? How many stat points? 580,000. <laughs> oh. For, for you asking me for my research? <laughs> there is nobody in this game that no. can have 580,000 research uh, defense points. Okay? So, so, here's the thing. I, I, I thought that I had you figured, 867. Not even the Cerritos is going to get through this thing, is it? Uh, well, to be, to be honest, I can't answer that question yet because, one, when we came up with this concept, it was the pre-Cerritos day. <laughs> so, um, the, only, the only limitation that we would think in the future that may cause a problem like this if we had a an officer that was like Spock, who was like super enhanced on steroids, who instead of doing you know just seven hundred fifty percent shield regen, um, like a combine that with research of who or or any ship or whatever that can <clears throat> outperform Yuki, I think that would probably be the huge problem in terms of just raising shields again. Um, you look at someone like um, Harry Mudd. Um, Fat Mud, who um, I think for his captain's ability was he mitigates shields or something. I, I don't remember exactly what he does. Um, I remember coming across something like a scenario of he changes the shield mitigation to ninety eight percent. He would affect Harrison in the first round, but not um, Yuki by the second. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, but along that aspect of having officers research and now we look at the Cerritos who can help, because we're looking at this where it's from a percentage base, right? So if Yuki is pulling, you know, over 50% or over 37% each round, you would need some type of capability to regenerate the shield, doubling what she's doing. Yeah, and it, um, it's it would have to be super fast. I mean, everything is, is stat-based. Even Kirk, uh, Kirk Spock is stat-based. The Cerritos is stat-based. There's not enough stats in the game to overcome 35 net percent because that's what yuki mm -hmm. is it's 35 net percent so i mean the bigger right. the ship the more likely you can't overcome this which is actually where it could be kind of beautiful for lower level players i mean seriously the bigger the ship that comes at you the less likely they are to nullify your cruise effects which means there's only one way to get in and it's to just have the whole health points to outlast the guns. Right, 867? I mean, that's it. It comes down to firing pattern of the attacking ship. The more weapons, the better. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Bubba Joe's talked about it before. I could have seven shots out of one weapon, but that one weapon is only going to concentrate its fire on one target. What I want, Bubba Joe, right, is multiple weapons, 
right? I want ships that have as many weapons, not necessarily a total number of shots, but weapons. Now, I'm not going to go with the Sarko because it's not really throwing any damage, okay? You still want them to throw damage. They got to kill the defensive platforms, okay? But ships that have multiple weapons are going to be better uh, against this crew than, say, for example, a Centurion or something like that that has like one or two weapons with multiple shots, all right? That's the key. The bigger the ship, the more that you're going to concentrate all your firepower onto one uh, target, which actually could buy 867 more time to kill you slowly. All right? The only way that you get through this base is what we've been seeing from players is just sheer brute force, right? 867. I mean, I, I had one level 39 player that said that the level 56 got into his base. And he was like, I thought you said they couldn't get in. I'm like, okay, well, in fairness, a level 56 is kind of going to go wherever he wants, okay, first of all. But second of all, that's because he's got more health. He can last long enough for his weapons to take out all of your defense platforms. That's the key, right? You got at least four ships, 867. And they're all Tauruses, so one oh, yeah. shot's going to take them out. It's a reality. Your own personal station research is going to affect... You got it. <clears throat> You know. Station defense research yeah. is going to matter because you've got mitigation in there. You do have weapons damage in there. You do have even player damage reduction research in there. Like, you've got research where when someone's attacking your base, you decrease their damage. All of that is important because you need to buy time for your defensive platforms to grind them down. The only factor for an attacker to get through this is does he have enough uh, hull to outlast your guns. That's it. It boils down to just simply that. Not shield, not mitigation, although mitigation does, I guess, play a small part, 867, but it's hull. It's all hull. All right? Look, here's a, an Ops exactly. 30. Um, that's, that's the weakness right there. Yeah. Here's an Ops 30 right here who says, I was blowing away 4 million power enterprises. He's Ops 30. Bubba Joe, could you kill a 4 million power enterprise when you were ops 30? Because I couldn't. No way. Bubba Joe fell asleep. That you, so, think would, <laughs> you think the enterprise would have the best chance in that scenario? Because, because it's got shield regen. regen yeah. Well, that shield regen ain't 35% per round net. That's the key. That's what Yuki's getting you. That's why she's right. so powerful. She's percentage. And moreover, she's net percentage. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the bold defense. And there are a couple of variations that you can do with that, okay? Uh, you can do a few different things with that. And, and I invite you guys to hang out in the chat. You guys can do some in the after party, but we're going to have to get ready to move. We got other stuff that we got to wrap up with. I'd like to thank 867 from Server 14's Bold. Thank you very much for being here. And again, thank you for all that you have shared with the community. My name is Ultimate DJs. We got to take a break. I'll be back in just a second. I've got a hint for you. And uh, coming up on the other side of the break, and there was something else Bubba Joe wanted to do, and I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, we got final grades. Oh, no, is Bubba asleep? We got to do the final grades. That's coming up after this. Hang on, don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody, listen. While we're here playing the game, it would be nice if your business was still making you money, right? That's where a proper online marketing strategy can come into play, and to do that, there's a high degree of likelihood you need an expert. You think I know how to properly maximize 
tags with the highest penetration and the lowest cost per keyword? No, definitely not. That's why I call up our friends at allinadvertising.com. From SEO to PPC to website design and social media management, these guys have got your online marketing presence handled so you can do other things like hunt Bubba Joe's miners. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track for a special offer today and help them help you go from being a dolphin to a whale. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track today. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Hershey's Wet and Sloppy Kisses, bite-sized chocolate treats that melt all over your hands. We are gathered here today to remember our dear friend. We've known each other for over 30 years. You were there for me every time I got beat up after dodgeball in elementary school. Middle school is probably when we grew closest. All those weekend nights together, we were inseparable. When I asked Sally to the prom and she said no, you stayed with me all night. They took them too soon. Same with Lauren, Kathy, and Claire. But most of all, I'll remember you being the reason I still wear plain white t-shirts in the pool. I will miss you dearly. And I love you with all my gut. Rest easy, my sweet Chaco Taco. <laughs> Looking for a world-class makeover at the greatest place on earth? Hiya, folks. It's great to see ya. Head on over to Disney's Dress Up Boutique and get done up by Fairy Godmother's new apprentice. Hello, everyone. Updo, side do, she do's, he do's. Take advantage of our staff's personal experience. Nobody can do that like me. You've never been worked over like this before. I'd look her right in that fat, ugly face of hers. You know what they say. Pain is beauty. Fairy Godmother's brand new apprentice. Pre-order your reservation now and get free passes to Epcot. I love China. Space Jam earlier, okay? This is the new Space Jam song. You tell me how much this is awesome. LeBron. Jesus. Rhymony. The artist is Little Uzi. <laughs> His name is Little Uzi. And he decided to destroy Pump Up the Jam. And this is the LeBron movie uh, Space Jam theme song, Bubba Joe. Are you impressed? No. No. It's, it's hot garbage. It's almost as hot as much as hot garbage as our SMS was uh, for incursions. <laughs> That's almost as much uh, hot garbage as it was. Man, LeBron, like, that movie was awful. Like, I just, I can't. I'm sorry. Your It was bad. That movie was... <sighs> Is bad. Bubba, um, here we are. Oh, late to the party. You're on the stage. What's up, man? How you doing? You good? I'm just hanging out. You just hanging out? 
Grind and Tiger Core. Grind and Tiger Core. You get get yourself some reloads. How many reloads did you spend uh, yesterday or today? Bubba Joe? Oh, you didn't play very much. Uh, I had somebody on my server tell me that he spent 500 reload tokens yesterday. Oh, my God. 500 reloads. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm I'm not obviously going to share his name, but he told me, he was like, dude, I was starting to get a little bit nervous. He has five remaining. Five. He worked himself all the way down to five. <laughs> and and no joker, not escaping and evading since he's a 56. Okay? He was bouncing around to attack and defend. He was moving to defend server 15 bases. He was going on the offensive against level uh, or against server 32. He was all over the place uh everywhere he's got five reload tokens back um it wasn't that one Stowe. <laughs> it wasn't that one uh but like i said i don't want to give a name but uh not publicly anyway but yeah he's down to five so yeah yeah because because now you know you can move away from him and he can't follow you that's well, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's funny. Uh, Maztec says, I've used over 100. I probably, I mean, I don't know. Stowe, what is, I probably didn't use, I probably used 50 for the whole event. While I was dancing with you, I probably used a dozen uh, or maybe 15, probably not more than 20. I'd say probably 15 just while I was dancing with you, but then I did more last night after I got off the air when I knew you couldn't just so easily follow me. Um, I started moving around doing a little bit more raiding last night. Um, but yes, yeah, some people spent a lot of reloads. So very quickly, I have seen in the chat, and, and actually, I even said this to my player who said he had five reloads. I said, you know, they're pretty available in the game. He was like, yeah, he's like, I need more and I need them quick. I'm down to five. Just to give you guys uh, some point, late to the party brings up a, a quick teaching point. Just here are the ways that you can get them. All right, Arian, Trader, Stevens, Aaron, how do we get reloads in the game? The first one is a limit one daily, every single day. Where do you get it, Stevens, Aaron? You can get one guaranteed store. in the Alliance store. Okay, it costs 50 Alliance credits, not a big deal. You get one every single day, all right? There's 30 in a month, all right? Now, that's probably not enough, especially not if you're going to spend 100 or 500, all right? Where do you get them? How else can you get them late to the party? Bum, bum, bum. I'm here. Sorry, I was grinding again. Uh, Tygo Core. Tygo Core. Uh, you know, once a week, it might give you one. Yeah, you can get them out of your four and 24-hour chest. Those are possible. Not super reliable. Not very much frequency. But you can uh, grind them out of Tygo Core. That is correct. There's a couple of other places that they drop. Where else might they drop, Trader? Do you know where they drop? Do they do you get one in your dailies? No. I can't remember now. No, no dailies. I mean, not... Yeah, super test. Yeah, okay. Yep, Stevens Aaron. They drop like candy from level 26 bosses. Uh, late to the party. If you were just ballparking, I don't know, you know, just guessing. Uh, how many level 26 separatist bosses can you kill on a single hull with Pike, Moreau, and Chen? Just curious. Um enough that I want to poke my eyes out. Yeah. How about infinite on a single hole? Like, you will never die. Okay? As in, never die, at least not in one sitting. I mean, I think... 
I don't know. Someone's going to probably try to prove me wrong on this late to the party, but I would almost issue a challenge out there that you might possibly, maybe, be able to literally grind for 24 hours solid on a single hole. <laughs> okay? Possibly. All right? They drop like hotcakes out of there. Until you hit the loot limit. <laughs> until you hit the loot limit. That's right. Uh, until you hit the loot limit. Where else can you get them? One other place where you can get them. How about Capital City Systems? Now, obviously a lot harder hostels to hit, but they drop pretty frequently in there. You, there's a lot of reload tokens that come out of the Capital City Systems. All right, so there you go. A couple of different places where you can pick those things up with some frequency. And if you are a player that's either A, spending a bunch, or B, starting to run low, you are going to need to find a couple of ways to replenish those. And I would much rather probably replenish them uh, in the game than I would, you know, a prime reload $99 pack. <laughs> Bubba Joe, okay, just throwing it out there. Like, don't scream too loudly about you needing reloads because, you know, I'm sure there'll be a way for you to buy them eventually. So uh, there's where you can get them in the game, and let's try to keep the demand uh, from getting too high on those things so you know where to get them. Maybe uh, late to the party we could just make them rateable. Do you, <laughs> do you want to make reload tokens rateable? I don't think people would want anything no. more to Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. I know. Shut my mouth. All right, Bubba Joe, listen. It's time. It's time to get ready to wrap this thing up. You want to do some grades? Knock, knock. I can probably be awake. Oh, no. Bubba... What time is it for you? Just curious. No, wait. It's no, don't. No. That, okay, well, I was going to say, yeah, you changed time zones. Is that messing with your head? It's messing with you, isn't it? It is. It's messing with you because you're because... – What's messing with me is the time I have to get up now. It still feels like it's oh dark 100 in the morning from where <laughs> I started from. It's zero dark 30. And, and see, you got to remember, when he was out on the West Coast, if I was on the air till midnight, it was still like, you know – jeopardy and and chicken noodle soup time where he was all right now it's significantly later for him <laughs> bubba now bars are closing where i'm at <laughs> oh stop it no no not bars okay like maybe applebee's okay but that doesn't qualify <laughs> all right applebee's doesn't count as a bar bubba Joe. he's like yeah man i went to the bar last night i'm like oh yeah what'd you have he's like and that fettuccine alfredo what yeah, man, it's Applebee's. I shut that place down. Like, Bubba, that's not a bar. I'm kidding. I 100% made a that bar. entire conversation. It's, it's it. Oh, okay. After they mix it with like you know 90% water, it's worse than shield mitigation in this game. Just saying. <laughs> if you can get a mudslide there, it's not a bar. <laughs> that's right. Oh my god. Oh my god. You want to hear something crazy, Bubba? I know I'm off the track, but I'll, I'll do this real quick. How many of you guys have Texas Roadhouse where you are? Not a Texas Steakhouse. Oh, I do. But a Texas Roadhouse, okay? Yeah, they're awesome. Amazing restaurant. I actually haven't been there in a long time because they don't have them in my area, but we've been traveling this summer. I We went to one because I love that restaurant. Um, since when are they actually serving shots now? <laughs> Dude, they were serving oh, shots. Yeah. I was like, yes, give me some peanuts, give me some bread with like some of the honey butter. All right, give me, give me, oh, and give me shots. They were selling shots at a t so that actually qualifies as a bar, Bubba Joe. If they'll sell you a shot, then they're a real bar. They're a full service steakhouse. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> full service. All right, okay, fine. Jeez, everybody's pushing me, Bubba Joe. Bubba <laughs> Joe's yelling at me. He's like, listen, 
Jeopardy is almost over. Like, we're in double Jeopardy already. <laughs> Dude, please hurry up. That's right. The, the streetlights are on. That's funny. <laughs> I was opening the window of my hotel room to show you that straight outside the window of my hotel room is a Texas Roadhouse. Oh, well, that's good. Uh-huh. That's good. So you can go into that bar and actually yeah, get what they call bar. yeah, get what they call a kicker. All right, that's but what it's I called. I can't take a picture of their sign because it's off because it's late. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it is a Wednesday night. They're open later on the weekends, Bubba, so... It'd be, it'd be fine. Listen, you just need to you just need to to school them. You'd be like, listen, I'm in town. I'm new here, and I will I will be happy to come to the bar until midnight every night. I'll keep you open and funded. I play Star Trek Fleet Command. I clearly have money to burn. All right, I pop one day shields for thirty seconds at a time. I send off millions of dollars and have them converted into rolls of toilet paper and return to me. <laughs> Sounds uh, a lot like the way I play right now, for sure. I know, right? Let's talk about it, everybody. There's nothing else really to say. We've talked about all of Strange New Worlds. We've talked about it all month. We've had a lot of the same conversations, Bubba. And really, when you think about it, this month, I, people are going to kind of maybe disagree. I know Scopely's going to 100% disagree, Bubba. It was a light month. I mean, it was a heavy feature, but all their eggs were in one basket. And moreover, the events were the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had one set of events, you had one set of events again. The rest of the month was relatively light. We had the Cypher event, which was cool for some people. And that was it. I mean, what else was new? What else was new? I enjoyed new? all of the different ways for the officers to be acquired, like the different... Yep. Even though I wish they had all been material spends, there were a lot of just off-kilter officer acquisition stuff. There was good stuff with officers, despite the fact some people arguing with me about the officer flash pass, and I know that wasn't technically the Ark Bubba Joe, but I think that was new and good. And I think that Two that would be... passes this month, too. Huh? We had two actual battle passes this month. Well, yeah, you had like the normal battle pass, but then you had the flash pass. Exactly. So, can we can we take about thirty seconds and talk about the officer meta this month? I am not going to comment because it'll turn into forty five minutes, and my butt hurts because I haven't bought a new chair yet. So, you go, <laughs> Bubba. So, if you're gonna run an officer meta, you have to give more than four shards at the end of the meta. I'm sorry. If you want people to do four events, it has to be more than four shards if you're going to call it a meta to acquire the officer. Run one for one officer, one for the other, not three partial ones, so you end up breaking down the number of shards you get down to just nothing. Yes, it was a free-to-play path. That was the dumbest officer meta they've run, and I'm including January in that evaluation. Well, The I, auctions were fine. Yeah. The meta was dumb. The meta was meant to be diluted, I think. This is not from Scopely. I, this is what I think, Bubba. Because the events were easy. There was nothing spendy. You know, there, was nothing, there was no material spends. Like, there was nothing like that. It was 100% engagement. So I think they looked at it as a mechanic or a, a mechanism, rather, 
to spread it out and burn up calendar time because it was engagement only. There was it. no spend. So, I mean, if you I did all the metas, I, you got them unlocked, but... Because they were rares, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. Two rares for that the, that setup for it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. That's why I wasn't too fussy about it. And besides, Bubba, yeah. the rares were still unlockable for free to play, which is a good thing at its core. But I do agree that they just they really spread it out really thin, you know. They they should have done one meta for one officer that gave the unlock, one meta for the other officer that gave the unlock, with the combination of the battle pass and all the other shards they wanted to give out in the arc. But when you break it down to three smaller metas of each, where each meta had four events you had to do, it was just a ridiculous amount of effort for no payoff, in my opinion. Well, in that regard, though, Looser says, listen, think of the more casual player. I actually missed two days of these events and only cost myself five shards uh, and was able to make them up in other areas. So there is maybe that silver lining, Bubba Joe. Maybe, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with you. I also felt like it was really drawn out. But at the end of the day, the officers were fully unlockable by free-to-play with engagement, and that is ultimately what the goal is. But I do agree. It felt really watered down. But maybe the other perspective is it was meant for the casual player. You know, even if you missed a day or missed two days, you only ended up a couple of shards short and not 30 been. shards short. You know, I mean, think of it in a normal meta, Bubba Joe. If you miss one event, you don't unlock the officer, period. You know? It might have been because of the group they're in. They're necessary for the pike spike combo. So maybe they were allowing access to the two different forms, you know, so that you, you'd have at least more, multiple things covered. So yeah. hear me. I want there to be a path for free to play to get the officers. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with a meta that requires four events of engagement to unlock four officer shards. That's my problem. Do one meta for one officer, one for the other. If you want to, you know, and then there were the auctions and the auctions rewarded well. So if you missed out on one of the metas, you had a second opportunity to unlock the officer from the auctions. Were the rare officers in the auctions? Yes. yes. Remember, the rare officers were two Oh, tiers. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. They ran them three times. The first one was two days, and then the, the second two were four days. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. I could get well, I pretty much got both those rare officers from to tier two, just from the, the meta and only just scoring a little bit in the... Um, auction not spending any money on it but it was just during my normal spin my normal material spin yeah i, I, get, so the, I can the word see that. that hard to do well the day. maybe the mechanism maybe the vehicle maybe bubba joe is right about the vehicle we took to get there but i have not met very many players who are upset that their rare officers are tier two yeah. i haven't met very many people who are upset that they got 80 or 90 shards of Una or 80 shards of Barkley or got extra pike shards yeah. or this or that. I feel like officer sourcing as a whole this month did actually feel a lot better. I hope that continues. Well, that and all those outside officers, like the outside the arc ones for the varying different events. I'm trying to remember who was available. Yeah, I'm sorry. Forgetful says, I thought you weren't going to talk, DJ. <laughs> 
My bad. All right, so Bubba, did you have anything else on your list that was pretty crucial, or should nope, we get into the break? That was the one thing I really wanted to make sure we talked about, and hadn't had a chance to talk about in any of the shows yet. So yeah, it's um, it, yeah because we've uh, we've only done like half as many shows as normal. So let's go straight into our final grades. Community, go ahead and sound off. You guys put them in the chat. We're going to read them out for Scopely to hear. Since late to the party is on our stage, Bubba. I mean, he's kind of like uh, an honored guest, like a, a VIP guest host. Let's give Late to the Party a chance to sound off first tonight. What do you say? Yo, Party, what's your final grade for Strange New Worlds Part 2? I will give it a C plus, And only a C plus because Incursions dragged it down. Uh, the arc itself, if you ignore Incursions, I'd say a solid B, a B plus. I've got two Tier 2 rares, and I'm three shards away from a Tier 2 part type. So I respectfully disagree. I thought sourcing for officers was really good because I only spent 20 bucks on a battle pass. Recursions, it could be good, maybe one day, but it, 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 it it's not there. So okay. it dragged that drug the grade down to a success. I think that's fair. Bubba, you got rebuttal? Nope. All right. Party, appreciate it, man. Party coming in with his uh, VIP stage access. Not exactly sure where that happened, but, you know, cool. Thanks. <laughs> uh, giving it a C-. And really, Bubba, kind of, uh, this is going to be really interesting tonight. How much did incursions really truthfully affect the grade? He's saying it would have been a B-plus arc for him simply because of sourcing, but incursions really, really killed it for him. Let's come to Steven's Aaron next. Aaron, what do you got for us on Strange New Worlds Part 2? How did you feel, man? Um, I felt it was it was it was it was all right. It was good. Um, nothing super spectacular kind of stood out for me. Like I read, I did enjoy incursions, um, but yeah, no. Overall, I think it was an all right arc. Um, I would I would give it a good C plus. All right, Captain Oblivious, agreeing with you, Aaron. Uh, Aaron saying a C plus for me. Positives for me included uh, incursions, although they were a failed attempt at first, Bubba Joe. They were a solid injection of activity in a game where PvP has grown stale and meaningless. The ability to interact and have some impact on another community was dynamic and fun, but changes must happen to ensure its viability and longevity. He says new officers are fantastic. The solo leaderboards for these officers should be the new golden standard. And, of course, who can't love Pike's hair? Uh, I kind of thought that would be a big one uh, for me right there. Uh, he says negatives include the servers that were excluded from incursions. Incursions, probably uh, timing was ill, and uh, its recurrence uh, almost immediately was probably bad timing. And then he writes pips, pips everywhere, uh, giving it a C plus in that arc. Wolfwood giving it a D minus. Uh, Dr. Juby giving it a C. Cookie Monster at a C minus. Beat for the Gods at a C minus as well. Cruzito giving it a, a B. Lloydson giving it somewhere around a D. Zebrant at C. Stradalorian with a C. Blue Mandalorian with a C. Arian, what do you have for Strange New Worlds Part 2? I'm, I'm going to go with a C. Uh, I really loved the whole premise behind Incursions, having something new and different and fresh in the game. And the fact that they did implement some changes after feedback was given, I think that was great. The pips really brought it down for me because that affects me every single day. A little bit too much swarm for my liking, but less armadas. <laughs> so. Only 14 days. <laughs> <Heck>. <laughs> Jeez. 
So yeah, I'm I'm at a C. All right, yeah, yeah, Bubba. I continue to maintain that that was your your decision, right there. Community, you loved 14 Days of Swarm. Thank Bubba Joe. Wait, what? He, you were the one that came out at the beginning of the month and said, "I <laughs> will do I anything." That. You remember, Aaron? I will do yeah, anything I do. but worms. I will and do. We still have to do worms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't 14 days worth. All right. Clearly, we know what was actually on the schedule, Baba Joe. It's 14 days of worms. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Didn't he actually make the comment like he'd rather do swarm? He did. Like he did worms. actually make that comment. I'd rather do swarm every day than do worms even one day. Bubba, do you still feel that way? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it's Bubba's fault. He got the 14 days of, of swarm, guys. That was all what he did. All right, Forgetful says, I'm giving it a B plus. Loved incursions. We were lucky. We had two good matchups. The rest of the arc was relatively average for us. Zebrand says, take out incursions, and really there was very limited content. Um, Shiny says, listen, I got a big problem with the number of solo leaderboards this month, and he is right, Bubba. There were loads of solo leaderboards without paired SMS events. This is a big problem for the free-to-play and a very big step backwards in uh, traditional sourcing. And you know what? He's not wrong. We had no paired leaderboards for any auction this month. So that is a very, very valid point and definitely needs to be addressed. On the other hand, on the other hand, maybe it wasn't in the form of a paired SMS, Shiny, but lots and lots. I mean, who didn't get the unlock? You know, a lot of people in the chat here saying that they even got it to Tier 2. Some people saying they didn't get to Tier 2, but they still got the unlocks. I mean, I kind of feel like that has to be noted as well. Uh, 867 says, I'm giving it a C. Uh, and I uh, got a nice big bump there for the bonus refineries, in which we had two this month. Uh, so kind of feel like that needs to be made a permanent thing. I like that. Maztec says B-. Uh, I weighed it uh, just a little bit differently. Incursions, I'm giving it an A-plus concept but giving it a B-minus on execution. Uh, events, there were a lot of fun ones. Really enjoyed the Cypher event this month. Officers, pretty good, uh, decent sourcing and good, bright potential future. Bugs were a big problem for him this month. Uh, on the other hand, he does say fixing bugs by the end of the month. Scopely was responsive and reiterative to many things this month. Um, and is this accurate? Maztec says he actually has fewer pips in the game today than he did at the beginning of the month. Did they remove pips? I didn't think they removed any. No. Did they? I didn't think so. Maybe you just finally cleared out all your notifications, Maztec. <laughs> Maybe you actually uh, clicked on everything, including that $99 Vault of Latinum and told you you had to claim. All right, yeah. But after you paid the $99, of course. All right. IJ says, uh, need more armadas. Maybe a two-day armada event, then one day off, then a four-day armada event with one day off, and then an eight-day armada event with one day off. I would really like to see that in the next month's schedule. Pretty sure he's messing with you. He, he, like, that's that's not true. All right, he's totally, he's totally fibbing. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Darth Narzul says, I give Strange New World to B. And the mini arc, an A minus. Incursions, I'm giving that a C minus if I'm breaking it down. Uh, Stowe says, uh, my favorite part of the arc was Ultimate DJ's new in game name. <laughs> Bubba Joe, <laughs> my current in game name is DJ's Got Wrecked by Stowe. <laughs> Thank you to the Twitch player, that uh, the viewer that asked for that to be changed. Trader, let's come to you next. 
Strange New Worlds Part 2, what do you got? Uh, I give it an F. I'm sorry, what? An F. Oh. There was nothing, rede there was nothing redeeming about the arc. I thought incursions were poorly... Uh, they were poorly conceived and poorly rolled out. And this is coming from someone who wanted to be and was really excited about them. They are an epic failure. And I have nothing good to say about July. Dang. Except that it saved me a heck of a lot of money. I spent $200 total on the game. Wow. So, there's that. I'm actually surprised to hear that. There's I thought like you were silence. like... I know, like, I'm a little bit shocked. I mean, you That's were going terrible. around, you were flying on people. I remember you talking about beating up on, on Server 10. Like, you had fun with that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the SMS, it was obviously it was, a blundering failure. But the leaderboards, so, like, were fun, right? And the rating, I mean, you don't no. raid for need, but, I mean, you were going around popping bases. It had, it had to be fun, right? No? No. It was, it was 24 hours of lag Never, I mean, so the lag was just horrific. Even this last incursion, nothing was fixed on that. Yeah. Never-ending battles. You had, you, you know, ships that were, you, you, they look on the screen like they're right next to you, and then you try to attack them and they're halfway across the system. I mean, no, no aspect of it worked properly. The SMSs were a complete failure. I have not managed to complete a single one in either incursion because there's just nobody in my bracket that wants to participate in them. And it's not fun for 24 hours to raid bases. I don't care what anybody says. It's not fun. It well, just isn't fun. You know what? That, that's, and that's fair. It's not fun for you. And you know what? Listen, look at this pattern, which, which we've been kind of laying out. Bubba Joe wasn't a fan either. I don't know what his final grade's going to be, but I'm sure it's not going to be solid A. All right? Look in the chat. IJ legitimately agreeing. I mean, aside from his Armada idea, which is terrible. But he says the same thing. Incursions were a failure for him. So yeah. now this is yeah. what's interesting to me. The original and I survey. To like it. The original survey that went out indicated there was a very clear trend, which was the higher your ops, the more likely you were to enjoy incursions. What's interesting is after two runs of incursions. We're actually seeing the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, like maybe but, it was fun to kill for a little bit, but if the events are garbage and they can't be completed and there's bugs and there's implementation problems and there's literally no one for you guys to play with up there, then the novelty wears out real fast. The upper-level players are and, struggling here. And it's so funny how, how many people then keep on saying, oh, that Incursions is a whale event, when even the whales didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buccaneer says, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm Ops 41, pretty free to play. I thought incursions were good. The only bad thing for me was, in fact, the SMS. Uh, but, you know, the rest of it seemed okay. So this is, you know, Trader, you predicted this at the beginning of the month. You said it was going to be a love it or hate it month. There ain't no in yeah. the middle here. Yep. Love it or hate it. IJ hated it. Trader hated it. Karkin, did you hate it? I, thinking back, I'm trying to remember the, you know, highs and lows, and really the biggest stick out for me is all of the bugs and quality, failing quality of life improvements. So if you were so, giving it a grade. It's a C. Incursions, I didn't hate them. Could maybe work out better time frames for the SMSs, and better ways to get people into the active areas. 
but I managed to do my my I got lucky had some people there that I ended up fighting so got stuff done but only half of it just because of again time frames couldn't participate the whole way um, but all in all like officer acquisition you know I've always said more options more possibilities for you know past officers so I can't really scoff on them for doing it even though I would have preferred you know them using up everyone else's materials for those <laughs> but rather than other specific things that you'd have to buy like, or participate with fair enough all in all yeah like I said a C all right going with a C um Darth Narzul says, I'm giving it a C minus uh, with a big detractor for Scopely not finishing the refinery improvements. In fairness, there was a few hurdles this month, Narzul, and they have remained communicative on that. Like, it's not like they're dodging us. All right. So, I mean, I they do understand. Patch notes. Yeah, I, like I understand about <laughs> that. But I mean, that, they've not avoided us on that. I think that's right around the corner. Uh, Mark, let's get wrapped up with you, and then we got to let Bubba Joe give his grade, and then we're going to bounce. I got a, I got a hint I want to give, but I want to be off the air in nine minutes. So let's, let's bang it out. Mark, how is Strange New Worlds Part 2 for you? Uh, for me, I, I'm going to probably give it a C-. minus. Um, incursions was a good idea. Uh, it's got lots of room for improvement. Um, I was able to actually get my SMSs done uh, both times, uh, all four of them, I guess. Uh, so that it wasn't easy to do that, but I did get them done. And as far as raiding goes, I I haven't needed to raid or not, not haven't needed to raid, but I stopped raiding a long time ago. So raiding was kind of a pain in the butt for for somebody who hasn't done it in quite some time. So that's like killed half the the events for me, um, and uh, half of incursions. So I mean. All I was doing was really sitting around waiting for somebody to come hit me or somebody I could kill in, in the PvP part of it. And so I get what Trader's saying is, is um, you know, if you don't have, if you're not raiding and you're not doing, you don't have the PvP opponents, you don't have an event. You don't have, Incursions is like, you're just, you're sitting in an elevator listening to the music, waiting to get off of your next floor. There's nothing for you to do. Well, I mean, that was true. That happened even on camera. I'm just sitting around. Here I am thinking we're going to stream some exciting PvP, and, and I was just hanging around. All right, Mark, what did you say? What did you give it? A, a uh, so uh, so I'll give C minus. C minus. Bubba Joe, uh, I know you are barely hanging on, man, which is naturally why I waited to take your opinion last. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bubba Joe, uh, no, listen, as an honored and revered partner, my, like you always go last. So, I mean, that's, fine. that's that's your position. You've got the final. You're like the next to top spot on the totem pole, right? So, Bubba Joe, this is the moment. This is the moment that you get it all off your chest. Right here, all month long, 31 days, all boiled down to a single letter. Could this be a failing arc? Yet another red uh a red arc uh, to get another pip. another red pip <laughs> on his belt is it another failing great arc bubba joe what do you got for us all right so so i'm taking a page out of ripper's book and right. i'm giving this i'm giving this arc a u for the old union 76 gas stations because <laughs> this arc was full of gas and it stank all month long <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing. Bubba, you bring me to tears. It's awesome. Uh, Bubba Joe giving it a grade of 
You. 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 Uh, ironically, Ripper did, in fact, give it a grade of P. Uh, it stood for Pip, uh, as in Pip's too much. Actually, he said he wanted more. Legitimately, like, he was like, I want to cover the screen in Pip's. I, I can't remember who was uh, who it was that created that overlay, but that was really great. I need to actually... He sent that to me. I need to download it so I can use it on screen. <laughs> he sent me the overlay with all the red pips. It's hilarious. Um, all right, guys. My final grade. I, listen, everybody has said everything. I've said everything. They've said everything. And crazy enough, I'm not going to be wildly off base, I think, with most of you guys. I was thinking of B-. minus. I mean, honestly... Um, because I did like the sourcing. I thought the sourcing was good. I liked the spirit of incursions, but I agree that as an entire package, its implementation was pretty poor. I do praise their reaction, uh, Bubba Joe. I praise them pulling the event the first time to get it fixed. I praise the changes that we got on the second full run. Uh, even though it didn't solve the problem, they did make a change which shows that they were willing and trying to get it fixed. Uh, I enjoyed that. Of course, I do like puzzle events, but even the Cypher event was even challenging for me this month. That might have been one step too far when it comes to puzzle events. Uh, we didn't talk about that really at all, but I love puzzle events. But even this one was really, really hard. Um, so that might have been one step too far in the terms of, you know, puzzle solving. So I could even pot potentially Bubba Joe be convinced at a C plus, but I do feel, I do feel like I'm, I'm good and settled in at a B minus. It was not my favorite arc and I really wanted it to be. I was like Trader. I was really, really looking forward to incursions and I did have fun. But it wasn't because of Scopely. I mean, it was the tech. The tech let me have fun, Trader. Mm -hmm. But the the events, I did not have fun with. I had fun yeah. with Hulk. I had fun with Stowe. I had fun with people. Yeah. I had fun with other communities. I did not have fun with the events. The events were poor. All right? So, uh, I... I am gonna. I think I'm gonna settle in right there, Bubba Joe, to B B minus. Not my favorite arc, not the worst. And there was some promise. I just hope that they can get there. Okay, hope they can get there. Z Brand agrees. He's like, that's probably a really, really cool thing. Uh, one of the coolest things we have gotten to do. The people were fun. The arc was not. Uh, and I think I think that's. I think a lot of people might have felt that way. It was cool interacting with new communities. It really was. That was a very cool thing. And I'm thankful that Scopely gave us the tech to do that. But I, I just wish everything else would have been would have been better. There you go. All right. You guys want a hint? Let me think. I got to be honest with you. I didn't write anything, Bubba Joe. Oh, he's already... He, he left. <laughs> Trader, he was like, I got to get my grade and I'm out. All right. He's like, listen, I mean, seriously. It's, I got hard, it's hard being old. Well, I mean, he didn't want too many mudslides. Yeah, but listen, he just sent me a PM. He was like, "Listen, sorry, dude. I mean, I've been very patient. Wheel of Fortune starts in three minutes, and I still got to make popcorn." <laughs> All right, Wheel of Fortune's on in three minutes, and I still got to make popcorn, and I got to warm up my insure. All right, okay. You can't, you can't miss Fan of White. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's just, Go ahead. 
I mean, who drinks warm and sure anyway? That's kind of disgusting, isn't it? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. All right. Uh, here you go. As far as a hint, I didn't write one because my meeting, even now at the time of taping, my meeting was only like seven hours ago. So I have had no time to prepare anything, but I do have the meat and potatoes of what's coming. So let me think about how I want to try to present this to you, Trader, because what we're getting is not unfamiliar. What we're getting... See, really, I should have I should have taken a minute to write a hint. I can't do this improv. Like, this is going to end in disaster. Let's put it this way. The new that we're getting is not new at all. The mechanic has been used. The take on it is new. I I don't whatever. There's a new loop coming. Okay, fine. What I I don't trader, it's too late. I it's too late and I can't do this on the fly. I'm sorry, Scope. I can't do this on the fly. There's a there's a new loop coming. Okay, there's a new loop coming. And it's just, it's another loop that is like the exact same daggone thing we've already got. If I'm being perfectly oh, frank, if I'm being perfectly frank with you, I'm not really that pumped about it. There's more that I need to learn. All right, in fairness. Is it a fruit loop? No, in fairness, there's more I need to learn. I've got more meetings and I've got more information to review. I was busy. I was at work today. Today is normal. Listen, Wednesday is normally when they dump all this to me, Trader. All right, but I'm off work. I've got all day to, to go through it. All right. I didn't have that today, but first glance, first glance, it's not an exciting arc for me. We already know. Listen, no, we don't, we're not going to guess about that. We're not going to guess about that. We already know it's Strange New Worlds Part 3. Moreover, Scopely has already announced, of course, also that September will be Deep Space Nine. So we know that, okay? But this month, August, is going to be Strange New Worlds Part 3. The third and final part, Trader. So I presume, and again, I haven't gotten to this part in the data, so if it's there, cool. If it's not, I'm only speculating at this point because I haven't read through it, the brief yet. I presume we're getting an event store. All right? I hope we're getting an event store. I presume we're getting an event store. I would be very fussy if we didn't get an event store. I think we can count on that. We know it's the final arc of Strange New Worlds, and with it will come a, a new loop with the same old loop. Maybe that's how we'll tease it, Trader. It's a new old loop. <laughs> it's a new loop, but it's an old loop. Well, what I'm hearing you tell me is that I'm going to have another low spend month. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, my screen time. Listen, here's the thing. All right. My screen time is already falling by the week. You know what I'm saying? Like minus 2. My screen time is falling by the week. I don't I don't feel like I want you to give me something that's going to take more time. Like really I want something that's going to take me less time and then maybe I would actually be more happy to spend more time. If if it feels like a chore, you know what I'm saying? Like I might I feel like I'm kind of getting to that point. Like I feel like it's a chore. I'm trying to bang it all out. That 1 hour, what did I send you? What was it? An hour and what? 37 minutes or something, 29 minutes, whatever it was. Dude, yeah. I'm doing my dailies. Like, like seriously, I'm I'm not even doing my dailies. 
until event reset so I can do everything at once and then throw a 24-hour bubble and I don't come back to the next day. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's why my screen time is so low. I'm just doing everything all at once and, and I'm bouncing because it ain't fun. Yeah. Scopely. I concur. You got you to gotta find a way to bring us a little bit of fun. And incursions should have been it. Incursions, incursions could have been it. But, God, it wasn't fun. Not not because of you anyway. The alphabet song was fun. <laughs> All right. Dance lessons dance lessons with Stowe. Those were fun. You didn't make it fun. I mean, you enabled it. All right. And I will give you credit for that. But the events weren't fun. And my screen time reflects it. So yeah, I you you Do do they see those I, I know that they know how many people log on. Do they actually have the ability to track the metrics of how much pe- time people oh, are I'm spending sure. in yeah, the game? Absolutely, they do. They did. They did promise to tell me the percentage of players that use their tokens. Uh, I still maintain it was more than fifty percent. I, I think actually, I think it was far more than fifty percent. Uh, I'm not going to modify the bet. I am one hundred percent confident. I am going to be very, very safe. Uh, when I call up Bumpkiss and tell him he owes me a hundred bucks, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to charge you a hundred bucks. All right, all right. That's it, everybody. There you go. It's uh, it's an old loop, but it's a new loop, and you know, and yeah, and, yeah here's another hint for you. My screen time is going to probably go down more. Um, yeah. Oh, mine's yeah. down. It's only down to eight eight and a half hours now. Oh okay. Jesus, Mark God, you play more <laughs> in one day than I play in a whole week, man. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. And it oh, used to be a lot higher. <laughs> God. Uh, all right, everybody. Listen, I'm. I. You know what? I almost made my goal. It's three minutes after when I said I wanted to be off the air. So we're gonna bounce. Everybody, thank you. I know it's late. It's been a long day. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you had a good time. Appreciate everybody. We will be giving away some battle passes, but it's probably gonna be this weekend and early next week. I'm too tired to to kind of worry about that as we speak. But I do want to say thank you to players who have been supporting the show. You guys, I mean, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, you guys are absolutely amazing. And I, <coughs> man, I am dying tonight, Trader. It's because I don't have my hydrate bottle here. All right? When right. I'm on Twitch, I hydrate. I haven't been hydrating tonight, and I, I, you can tell. But I do want to thank these players for uh, visiting our Patreon program, and I will apologize. I have not updated it today, so if you've been in it in the last two, three days since the last show, I probably haven't updated it, but I, I really do appreciate you guys also very much. And I, I need to put more content in the Patreon. Listen, even if you don't want to pay for Patreon, you should download the app, find our channel, and follow it because we are putting content in there. You know, just little blurbs. Maybe I'll start putting some stupid news in there. As a matter of fact, Mark, I had a commercial come down that I pulled because I didn't think it was appropriate. And that's kind of where I'm putting my, my more disturbing stuff it's over there on Patreon. So if you want to check oh, out. Oh, I got to go over there then. I'm just saying, listen, you don't have to pay for it. Like, you can follow oh. it for free and still Even get the better. content. All right? You don't have to pay for it. So don't think that you have to pay if you go to our Patreon. No, it's just another place where you can kind of keep up with us. We're just putting goofy stuff over there. You can subscribe to the show if you like. It's absolutely not necessary, but we would like to thank those who have been motivated to do so. And I would like to say thank you tonight to Lord Neelix, Lady Kess, Trader Tucker, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Lau, Lord Kynes, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, Hunter, Tagora, Vagabond, Ransusi, Junebri, Dana Larson, Hank, Ape13, DJ Gur, MC101, Late Nighter, Louis P. Osiris, Zalvinar, Morgan, Zinfried, Death Hammer, Stormbreak, 
Ringer, Bills Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside Luke, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Jetski, Jason, Captain Jack, UPS Man, Scorpios, Archer, Yusuke, Arian, the Professor, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, JDs, Rex, Steve, Raxnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Captain Taylor, Captain Corlett, Chronic Break, This Fellow, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie Joe, K92, Darth Adamus, Tail, Bad Boy, General Chaos, Warren, A Fox, Judge Crane, G Force, Bamankus, Magatron, Captain Q, Garrett Game Jr., Raymond, and Admiral, Inworlder, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Loser, Kendall, Karen, DJ Stole My Son's Probes, Tech 7 of 9, Jagged, Dr. Jimmy, Blue Mandalorian, Nighthawk, Furmax, and Dr. Link. Thank you guys for being our recognized patrons at a level of $10 or more per month on our Patreon. This is Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJ, saying meow for now. Love you, mean it on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Catch you on the next one. Love you, everybody. Good night.